welcome to episode 11 of Three Guys, One Mike. I mean, we podcast and we know things. My name is Greg Hall. Alongside of me, as always, the best damn voice in the business. Sweet Christmas. Sam Matoro. Good morning, fellas. And joining us in studio, a very special guest host. You may have heard his voice on That Kind of Nerds podcast and Hey Did You See's podcast. Brian Thornton. Brian, welcome to the studio as we share literally one microphone. Uh, thank you uh, very much. It's really great to be here. I guess that makes me the second best voice in the business, maybe? Third? i got to take some credit. Oh, wow. That's, that's me. Well, that's we'll, just hurtful. We'll put it up to the listeners. We'll see. Uh, the... The funny part, like, I'm not kidding. We actually are sharing one mic. So Sam's got one side of the mic all cushy to himself. I'm special. And Brian and I are literally going to have go cheek to cheek this entire episode. So I feel so much closer to you right now. I'm hoping that this is like a 30-minute episode and we're out, but it won't be. It's nuts to butts over there. <laughs> so we got a, an honestly, we got a jam-packed episode. But before we do that, just to give a little bit of an intro, Brian, um, Like I said, That Kind of Nerd, Hey Did You See, a couple other podcasts you can listen to on all the podcasting services, but in case our listeners have not heard of you, give us a quick rundown of what that's all about. Uh, Yeah, so uh, about two years ago now, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, CJ, and I uh, started a podcast called That Kind of Nerd, uh, really just exploring a lot of the stuff you guys explore, you know, some of the the pop culture, nerd culture things that are going on in the world today. Uh, We try to cover a little bit more tech every once in a while, you know, phones exploding, things like that. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's been a really great ride, and uh, after 76 episodes... We actually uh, decided to start a second podcast, Hey Did You See, where we uh, watch a show, uh, whatever we kind of think is big right now. Right now we're going through Stranger Things um, and just kind of review each episode and kind of talk about kind of the the more uh, intricate details and theories and things like that. So uh, That Kind of Nerd actually drops every Monday. You can find it in the iTunes Store, Stitcher, wherever you kind of download podcasts. We have the entire backlog up on there. And Hey Did You See is every Wednesday, which uh, we we will actually start episode one of Stranger Things this Wednesday, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know, Sam, when you mentioned Stranger Things, <sighs> Sam kind of had a little bit of a smile. Oh, dude, I, I I'm still didn't even talk enough about that show. Yeah, we're, we'll get deeper into it as it goes, as they mo- announce more stuff for season two. You know, we'll be bringing all that content to you uh, here on Three Guys, One Mike. And, uh, well, I got it. I guess I got to stop that. That's that's pretty gross. What? Three Guys, One Mike. <laughs> It's kind of funny, though. Yeah. It brings Spider-2 double-wide banana. Oh, there that goes. To a whole new... By the way, if you didn't know, we're back in the old studio. Um, so we got the... Where fr- anything we got, goes. We got the refrigerator buzzing. Yeah, we can where anything goes. We got the refrigerator buzz in the background. We're back to the old table where we hit it all the friggin' time. We There won't be any bugs this week, we think. Oh, well, we it's hope. early yet. But there we'll could see. be birds. There, my my uh, next-door neighbor has chickens, so that could be a thing. Oh. I got a fiance upstairs asleep. She might come down to go to Target. I got two cats. My window's open, so you never know what shit's going to happen. Since you mentioned actually birds, it was on Thursday. I'm leaving work. Bird just decided to fly across my window. I hit it, rolled up on my roof. I'm pretty sure it was dead on my roof. I just <laughs> did like 80 until it flew off because I never saw it fall off. Were you on the highway? No, I was doing at least 50 in a resident- somewhere in Jersey. Yeah. Why wouldn't you stop? It was just a little bird. I, you know, I it's a 96. I, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so, I, I actually, I got the pleasure to go on That Kind of Nerd, uh, episode 40 or 50. I think it was 50. I want to say 50. I want to say 50. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We talked Game of Thrones and um, some of the Harry Potter wannabe 
fantastic beast and we're who gives a shit about them. <laughs> this um, was before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 came out. Yeah, yeah. We talked about TMNT being my uh, my most anticipated movie, and then Deadpool happened. I think that was actually the first podcast years I actually listened to. Oh, wow. Well. And I still listen to this day, and I, I do love, I have to say, I, do I don't, like your, I don't, I don't. I do like your cave talk. That always cracks me I up. like your song. Cave <laughs> talk. It's just that's, right. that's funny. It's funny. So shout out to CJ Mellon and Josh Burns, who are the co-hosts for uh, That Kind of Nerd. Is Craig on Hey Did You See? Craig is actually on Hey Did You See? So yeah. Craig Newcomb on Hey Did You See? He's a uh, fellow co-worker, co-worker of ours, too. And by the way, go over to thatkindofnerd.com uh, for anything there. Do you have a heydidyousee.com? We too? do. Wow. What do you know? Websites. <laughs> Speaking of websites, where you can also head over to <laughs> is your one-stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things. It's wepodcastandweknowthings.com. Right there, you're going to be able to get our Facebook feed. You're going to get our Instagram feed, a link to our Twitter, at wepodandweknow. By the way, at wepodcastandweknowthings on Instagram. You're going to be able to go uh, to our iTunes um, store right there. So you can go ahead and subscribe, rate, review. Again, we cannot tell you how important it is to just go rate the show one five three two four who cares just rate the show give us your honest feedback on the show we cannot get better and grow as a show if we don't get those reviews so please go ahead and do that rate and review the show obviously subscribe i know we got two new subscribers yesterday which was really nice shout out to that yeah two people come over to my office and i think they were uh just kind enough to say, hey, uh, you know, I heard you have a little show here. And I just said, hey, you why take you, him out for dinner. Why, I said, why don't you just take out your iPhone real quick? So it might have been forced, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey, we'll definitely take it. Any way you can get it right. Uh, and then also, m- maybe not most importantly, but definitely up there in, in terms of importance, there's a link on our website right as soon as you go in there to our loot crate. You knew this was coming. We like to get this out of the way early. We don't have – so the way that kind of nerd does it is they're very clever in the way they bring up their loot crate every week. We're shameless. We're shameless. <laughs> they – you know, Josh will start talking about something. I, I was listening to the most recent episode last week, and Josh was talking about uh, – I think someone said something that sounded like loot crate. We were – yeah, we were talking about Luke Cage. Luke Cage. And, and, and CJ couldn't seem to get the <laughs> – and uh, Luke, so it sounded like Luke Crate to yeah. Josh. And Josh said, that sounds, I swear to God, it does not sound like Luke Crate. Or no, it does sound like Luke Crate, but I'm not plugging it. I was like sitting there, I was driving uh, home from hockey, and I was like, this son of a bitch. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, not planned. That's not how we decided to bring it up, but it just just happened, and it, it works every time. So whatever works. Head on over to WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com for our Luke Crate link. When you sign up for Luke Crate, basically what that is, if you don't know yet, it's a uh, monthly subscription box of all gamer and geek goodies delivered right to your door. October's theme is horror. October's going to be a scream with horror. We'll get your spine tingling with a crate full of classic and contemporary thrills and chills. Horror ends 10-19 at 9pm Pacific Standard Time. That's right, you only have 11 days left to sign up for Loot Crate. Every dollar we make from Loot Crate goes directly to making this show better. Well, holy shit, that's probably the best read I've had. I, I could nowhere near said it better myself. I've, I didn't fuck up at all. No, I... 10 That's, out of 10, buddy. 10 I'm, 10 I'm 10. Kind of, I was like in the middle of it, like, I'm going to screw up, I'm going to screw up, I'm going to screw up. I'm gonna <laughs> screw hey, up. that's why I leave it to you. I let you do it. God knows I'd be mumbling and jumbling. Mumbling and jumbling. You heard it here first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But if you didn't know and if you're listening to the show, I don't know why you wouldn't. But what we do is we break down everything in kind of nerd pop culture. Uh, we do music, movies, uh, video games, and television. This week we're going to start heavy on music. This is probably the most music we'll ever talk about uh, on the show. And I apologize if I start rambling for a while. You'll no. hear my voice for the next 10 minutes probably a lot. Once you sent me the notes, I was like – 
Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to go ahead and, and get into the music today. Lots to cover. Uh, we'll go transition to movies and television and video games to end out the show. But there's so much happening this week in music. Again, it is, by the way, the week of Saturday, October 8th, uh, as you're listening to this. Should have gotten that out a little earlier. But to start off, I wanted to bring this to Sam's attention. So there's a band that just formed. Okay, uh-huh. Speak the truth even if your voice shakes. Maybe one of my favorite band names of all time. Never heard of them. Maybe one of my favorite band names of all time. Uh, So it's a a compilation or a mashup of two bands that we listen to a lot as kids. At least I did. And I know you listened to at least one song because you used to mosh to it in your basement. I remember moshing, but I don't remember the song that we moshed to. (laughs) I think it was Steven or 187. Does that give you it? Census Fail. Census Fail. So it's Buddy from Census Fail, the lead singer. Aren't they still doing Census they Fail? They are. Okay. They sure are. Yeah, but he's doing a side project. So it's Buddy from Census Fail and the member, uh, the members of Finch. And that was one of the, the bands I'd never listened to. There were, I don't know why. Well, they were heavier on drive-thru. But there was the – who was the funny guy? The, the guitarist? Uh, yeah, something 2K. Uh, yeah. They called him Alex 2K or uh, – shit, I don't remember. But he's not in it. Oh, he uh, left? No, he's not, well, he's not in the new band. He's not in Speak the Truth, uh, even if your voice shakes. Uh, shit, something 2K. Randy 2K, I think. It was Ra- I think it was Randy 2K. I just remember cracking on watching. He, he used to wear ponchos on stage for no reason yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he had a little bit of what they call ADD. But uh, I don't actually, that's speculation. Don't, don't sue us. <laughs> don't sue. But anyway, long story short, they just came out on social media uh, with a heavier presence. They started pushing their Instagram, their Twitter, their Facebook. And the reason they're doing it is they're doing like a, they're doing a music video for their first single. And they're doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff to it. And it sounds really, really good. Their first single drops drop. October 19th so I just kind of wanted to throw that out there if you were a fan of Census Fail Finch basically anything drive through um, I assume it's a scream band or I don't think so I mean I think maybe Buddy's probably doing a little bit of screaming I mean I'm sure it's it's, I mean Finch and Census Fail were the two hardest bands on drive through so um, I mean drive through was known for more pop punk I think New Found Glory, Early line. November Starting Line, something corporate, Hello Goodbye, right? Like stuff like that, maybe, you know, pop alt, pop punk stuff. Um, but then Census Fail and Finch just kind of took that heavier arc of it and just kind of took it by storm. And that's something that I've always kind of gravitated towards was that heavier music, too. Uh, but we only have uh, transitioning. We only have one week until the new Two Tongues record drops. It's, sat- like I said, Saturday, October 8th. Next Friday, October 14th, uh, Two Tongues 2 drops. Two Tongues, if you don't know who Two Tongues is, you know who Two Tongues is? Well, from you. Yeah, who is it? That's the, um, uh, hold on, give me a second. You got it. I'm thinking. Max Bemis. From? Say Anything. And? mum. You at least got the band. Uh, I never really listened to this band that much, so that's why I always struggle STD. with this. I'm struggling. Chris Conley? Nothing. STD. That's they a venereal opened, disease. They, they <laughs> opened for Say Anything when we saw them. I know. I know. I see them. I, I just can't put the name in there. Hit me one word. It was Hit Great Big Pile of Leaves, this band, Motion City, and Say, Say Anything at Starland a couple years ago. Remember? I remember the concert. Opening bands is always What does Superman part. do? He flies. And he ultimately <laughs> blanks the blank, STD. Saves the day. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I was thinking shit's the bed almost. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I didn't read that story. Max Bemis and Chris Conley of uh, Say Anything and Saves the Day, respectively. They have done a mashup as well. It's why I, I kind of piggybacked off of uh, Speak the Truth. 
but their record, their second record comes out. They came out with their first record in 2007, 8, or 9, somewhere around there. So coming out with a new record next week. The reason I even bring it up uh, for a lot of importance, number one, they may have liked our Instagram post. You you texted me super excited, like, go, go check see if you liked it. I, it's, pretty, it's awesome that they actually liked our post. Right. It's at Two Tongues Music, by the way, Instagram. Go do it. Go follow. But uh, another reason is they're finally doing their first headline tour. We've announced that on this show before. We've talked about that, and I'm going to that with our friend Ryan. It's going to be super exciting. First time they're doing a headline tour together, and they're actually doing a, a mini Say Anything and mini Save the Day set as well, so it's going to be sick. Um but they just released an Instagram post with little snippets of every song from the record. Maybe five, ten second snippets of every song. What do you in think? One post. It's it's fantastic. I mean, I, I know you're gonna like it probably no matter what it, because you love both. Bands. Right, and it and it's it's a, a lot like the first record in terms of the way uh, it's not all Max, it's not all Chris. Nobody gets the limelight. But if you if, to kind of make it relatable, think about old Taking Back Sunday when Adam would sing something and then Fred would come over the top and scream something in the back, or even brand new. They have two kind of sets of lyrics. Go at the same time. I was thinking Temple of the Dog when you had kind of Chris Cornell and you had Eddie Vedder kind of both. Okay, that works for me. That's okay. fine. Right. No, that's, that's perfectly that's, fine for me. I know where my head was. That no, that's perfectly it. fine for me. Um, but they're coming out uh, next week. So one week until that's so a a couple days after you're listening to this, go pick up Two Tongues 2. It's coming out uh, next Friday, October 14th. Um, again, some more stuff. Now, this is up Sam and I's alley. Uh, one of our favorite bands released one of our favorite records. 13 years ago on Friday, yesterday. Uh, the early November, The Room's Too Cold. Now, would you say this is your favorite album? From them? Yeah. No. What, what is your favorite album, by the way? So I would I would say for all of this, the EP is probably my, still my favorite album. Um, if not, Mother Mechanic and, and The Path is so good. Triple record. I mean, it's three CDs in one. I listened to the two out of the three. The story, I kind of just... I love the story. I love the path, man. It's so good. It's 45 minutes of him telling a story. You know, it's Ace's voice, Yeah, right? come yeah. on. Of I'm course, just saying. Dude. I'm just saying. You, you ever listened to Early November, bro? <laughs> Maybe no. years ago? No. No, I, I'm. to be honest with you, this is all you guys. I'm not uh, heavily into the music game. Uh, I... And more movies and television myself, so any music recommendations I get, I usually get from my co-host Josh Burns, and he's just like, here, listen to this, and I'm like, well, it's already added to the playlist. I'll listen to this for the next 30 days of my life. <laughs> Nothing like getting a new guest host on to get him right in there. <laughs> right? Right? Hey, Brian, come on the show. Don't talk for 40 minutes. Uh, I would say Room's Too Cold is probably the most iconic Record well, it's got the, Baby Blue. Have. Well, right? Baby Blue is one of my you know top early yeah, November easy. songs, which would have been our top three probably if, if we didn't have Brian here to ruin the fucking show. Yeah. But, <laughs> wow. anyway, Damn. but anyway, anyway, I'm just you, you asked me here, man. I, I no, I didn't. You, you, you begged me. He was like, dude, I can't do that kind of nerd anymore. <laughs> CJ wants to talk about fucking Sherlock. Oh, those words and, never and left and my stranger mouth. Stranger Things. Dude, I have it. I, I know it. You did it on the IM at work. It's like that stuff <laughs> saves to the server. You don't understand. You marked that message as important, and I and I just happened and to say And they're fighting words. I'm just saying. He was like, fuck that show, Greg. Like, we sat near each other. So he'd come by my cube right at work, and he'd just be like, fuck that show. Just real quick. No, no, all, you guys, all you guys work together, you, CJ, everybody? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Me, Brian, CJ, Craig, not Josh, though. Josh doesn't work for, for our organization, but he's a, a rad dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's the first time I've heard Josh Burns be described as a rad dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Josh Burns and his radness. Uh, what's your favorite song off? Is it Baby Blue? Yeah, it has to be. Your? Uh, mountain, mountain Range. Mountain Range really? in my living room. Uh, that's all right. 
pissed. <laughs> I do. I, I hear it every concert. You know, he plays it. And Baby Blue doesn't. Well, and Baby Blue doesn't. That's my favorite, so that's different. <laughs> What a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> um, absolutely, Sam. I love you. Uh, but just an iconic record. That came out 13 years ago. It's the only, It's actually one of three early November records I have on vinyl. But I have this one on vinyl where they mash the colors and it looks like a tie-dye vinyl record. And they only like release like a limited. Yeah. Nice. So that's the one I have that. I have, um, for all of this, I have Rooms Too Cold and I have Imbu on, on vinyl. You have a record player? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, I just, have, I was just checking to make sure you're collecting. I have I don't like know. 300 records. Oh shit! You never, you never knew. No. Yeah. Well, it's not like you have them out there, I, and know. I keep them at my parents' house because I don't want to. If they get, st- I have the Beatles. I have every Beatles okay, record. I, gotcha. I have. I don't want that stuff to. to you know, well, that makes I mean? sense. Yeah. I'll, I'll. My Degrassi sitting there. I can handle if that gets stolen because I can forbid. just go on Amazon, right? But I can't just go on Amazon and buy all the old Beatles records, the original, right? I still can't believe you watched Degrassi. It's my favorite show of all time. If we did a top three favorite show, spoiler alert, Shout it would out beat to Jersey. It would beat Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is my number two. Wow. There you go, mini top three. Holy wow. Mini Shit. top three. I have to. I'm hurt. That hurt. Me. No, Degrassi's been around for me since 2001. Okay, that's fairness. That's just a legacy thing. I've watched Degrassi, and I still know more about the first six seasons in my. I haven't watched that show in two, three years. Probably four or five years. You quiz me on that. For six you seasons, knew Audrey before everything. anybody else did. I knew everything. <laughs> right, right. I made a Facebook page, and I will show you. You sons, actually, I deleted it. I think, but I, I made I a Facebook page when I was in 2007 when I first made a Facebook. Let's oh, see if God. I still have it. Yeah, there you go. I like Drake better when he was Jimmy. <laughs> That's my Facebook page right there. I like Drake better when he was Jimmy Brooks. How many oh. likes? Eight likes, motherfuckers. <laughs> Eight likes created in 2007. There are eight people just as obsessed with Degrassi as you. <laughs> no, congratulations. Just as obsessed with, <laughs> just obsessed with J- Jimmy Brooks. Uh, hashtag wheelchair. Hashtag get better soon. Um, Jesus, God. It's so good. And my th- number three, probably either Game of Thrones or How I Made Mother. But anyway, uh, so Room's Too Cold, 13 years old. Uh, Jesus. Sniffing out stripper leftovers. That's my boy Serge right there. Serge, the bass player from the November. Uh, he did a thing where we watched the, the drive through DVDs that used to release, all of them. We still have those, too, sitting over there. And uh, in Portrait Studios in New Jersey, when they were recording that record, they, they surprised the band with strippers. And Ace, I th- no, it wasn't Ace, it was Joe, I think. Or Joe, no, it was it Jeff. Was, was it Jeff? I thought it was, I thought it was Joe and Is Serge. It Joe? I thought it's, it's either it's Joe and Jeff or Serge. And, and when the strippers leave, they start smelling the couch and... The, and then, like, it's a little like, gross, but hilarious. It's gross, but we were kids, and it was hilarious. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're 14, 15 years old watching this shit. And uh, and they're like, what are you doing? And Serge goes, we're sniffing out stripper leftovers. Yeah, that, that used to – I actually met, met the band, you know, a couple couple years ago. And I actually asked him, he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Just kind of playing stupid, but yeah. it was funny. Something else that uh, that is kind of near and dear to us is uh, a, a very – I wouldn't say hit or miss. They're all everything they do is really good, but like in popularity, like they're really popular, and then they kind of fade, and then they come back, and then they fade a little bit. Announced a, a show for the first time in a few years this coming January in Philadelphia, May. And we, oh, well, I only saw them once years years I saw ago, them tw- uh, twice. August eleventh, August eighth, two. I'm sorry, August eleventh, two thousand four, with Aaron Ragsdale and Mike Forward, uh, with Waking Ashland and Limbeck, maybe. No, the Academy is. And, um, nope, nope, it was Limbeck. And, uh, with you, a couple years ago with, Str- with uh, Stranger Things, Terrible Things. I was like, oh, they were there. All the kids, they probably weren't even born <laughs> Terrible yet. Things. And remember that band from California with the girl lead singer who looked like she was just hated to be there? Nope. 
Uh, she was so pissed. I dude, I don't know what it is about opening bands, but I just she wore like them. some silver sequence thing, and we thought she was super hot but super apathetic. <laughs> so we yeah. called her. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I, I, did, I just we met the we met the band afterwards. I still have the where they all of them signed the CD or whatever. I still have that. Yeah. I just hope they play their old songs. I'm, you know, obviously the morning, evening, yeah, them songs are okay. Do you, do you know? Well, Fisherman's fantastic. It's those boomerang. It is. That's but probably the best song on do, the CD. Do you, and communication, I like. Um, do you know morning, afternoon, and evening? The significance behind that? It just it's. May? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was going to say, is there something deeper? I don't know. No, about, no, no. But, just uh, that, it, that it spells uh, out May, morning, afternoon, yeah. evening, M-A-E. Oh. <laughs> that's, oh. That's what that is. <laughs> I get it. So they are coming back uh, with a, a new show in our area in January. I'm assuming we'll go. Yeah, I, I imagine. I think tickets went on sale. That's I hope they're fault. like 15 bucks. I, they, I, cool. I didn't buy them, though. Uh, some more stuff in music. Uh, brand new. Another one of our, well, my favorite bands. Yeah. One of your favorite records, not top three. Yeah, their first record ever. That's it. Uh, your favorite weapon for Sam, Dejan Tendu, and everything else for me. Brand New was supposed to come out with a new record this year in 2016. However, on September 21st, so yes, we're a couple weeks late, but uh, they actually released an open letter to their fans. Um, Go F yourselves. Pretty much. Oh. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, Jesse, don't sue. Um, to whom it may concern, first, an apology. At some point previous, we, brand new, admitted our plans to release a record this year. Those plans were authentic, but we are changing them. Pretty blunt. While there exists a collection of songs that, right now, some would, call to, uh, some would call fit to be an album, to us, it's not complete enough, refined enough, or edited thoroughly enough to be something we would call finished or essential. Brand new will not release a record in 2016. Secondly, we have been reminded that this fall will mark the 10th year since the release of our third album, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me. It is an important record and piece of work to us, and we are that uh, we are. I'm sorry, and one that 10 years later we still use as a measuring post to which we compare the music we make now. So we have decided that on the upcoming fall tour, which begins October 13th, and yes, they're coming to our area November 11th, the same night as Two Tongues, pissed as fuck, can only go to one, already got tickets for Two Tongues, <laughs> real pissed, wanted to go to Allentown. We will be performing the record each night in its entirety. It will be included within a larger set of songs and will not exclude us from playing the other albums or new music nightly. Well, I, I One more goddamn sentence, son. Okay, get the sentence out. What's left should be a strange demise, but hopefully one as loud and as fun as the rest of our time together has been. All are invited. Please send flowers. Sincerely, <laughs> brand new. Okay, my thing is, because their last tour, they said they play albums. They didn't play one song in Philly from the first record. Not one. They probably played no, seventy no. times seven. And no, you they just didn't. It. I, looked at, Law, I looked at every scene. damn song, and they only in that whole tour they played one song from that record, and it was in like Boston. They played mixtape. I mean, good song to play, but you bastards. Well, maybe it's because that's a that's old, brand new. That's a different time for them. Well, that's got to be much chore. Fifteen, twenty years with that record. When are they touring that one? So that one, I'll go. Uh, Other than that, no. Well, that record no. came out in 2000 or 2001, so good luck. Maybe they'll do a 20-year anniversary of that. In, I'll be waiting. In five years, four years. Uh, my cat is sitting on my table, standing on my table. I'm surprised they're not scared. You know? Uh, that's, that's the reason. That's what that is. That's what that is. She likes the juicy. Um, so we'll go into real quick, and this will probably be me talking and spouting out bullshit, so if you want to fast forward five minutes, you can. Uh, I'm going to be doing three record reviews that came out uh, yesterday, Friday, October 7th. Two bands that you probably all know, one band that hopefully you know, and if you don't, please educate yourself. First and foremost, Green Day. Anybody? Never heard of them. Anybody? Anybody? 
Well, yeah, no, I, I probably no. from your eighth grade, <laughs> probably from your eighth grade dances. It, it, that was our eighth grade song. Everybody's was everybody's. Yeah. Wow, time of your life. How old are you? Yep. I'm 27. Okay, I'm older than both of you. Yeah, <laughs> combined. <laughs> Not combined. Combined. You, why, we combined to be 55 years old. Why? Why you gotta kill? 53. Like I was gonna say. I was like, I think you're mad. No, 55. What? I'm 28. Not okay, 27. yeah, you 28 and 27. Brian's 40. I'm 9. <laughs> I just turned 30. I think 49. So that was at my high school dances that I didn't go to. Um, not my middle school dances. So Brian was in his room alone. I hope I have the time of my life tomorrow. I really, really was. I think, I think that's the only song I have a green day on my, my iPod. Of course it is. I mean, I might have the album Dookie, maybe. I'm not sure. Well, Dookie's where it's at. Hey, that's, on episode that's one. That's their only good CD. Oh, God, did Greg, I think Greg just gave me the death stare. Get the fuck up <laughs> and walk out of the room. I'm sorry, all right, guys. Well, two guys, one mic. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> they are one of the greatest bands of all time. You go fuck yourself. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Green Day Revolution Radio. That's their new record coming out. I think it's like their 11th or 12th studio LP. Like crazy, right? Um, but to be honest, just to get to it, it gets back to the old days. It's not quite to the punk, like the the power chord, just crunch level of Dookie. It's somewhere in between Nimrod and Warning. Oh, Nim- so, Nimrod was another good record. I it, saw and that. Warning was at least say that. And American Idiot was okay. Yeah, like three, two, three o- songs. It was okay. Um, I mean, it's getting turned into a movie. Is it really? That got confirmed. Yeah, by HBO. HBO said they're going to turn it into a movie. Uh, Billy Joe from the lead singer uh, confirmed it, I think, in the last two days. Um, it's on my show notes here, but uh, I figured I'd just get that out of the way now. But it goes back to the roots. Somewhere between Nimrod and Warning, I would say that if you're if you're interested in it, uh, go on iTunes and pick it up. Uh, go actually, you know, buy a physical copy of a CD. It's compact disc. They came right around the, the late '90s to to 2000. CD. Yeah, yeah, compact oh. disc. Yeah, it's it's a revolutionary thing, right? And definitely not late '90s. I don't know why I said that, but still, best tracks on there. Probably the title track, Revolution Radio. Uh, Say goodbye. Still breathing is my absolute favorite. That spoke to me. Uh, Young Blood probably second favorite, and Forever Now. Uh, the ending track is really good. I'd probably give that record a solid 6 out of 10. It gets back to the roots. It does everything you want a Green Day record to do. I wasn't a fan of Uno, Dos, Trey, or Trace. Um, the three-record compilation they re- most recently released didn't speak to me at all. Green Day probably hasn't spoke to me in years, um, but it's this one's got me back, and I, I put them all on my iPod. I'm ready to roll, so that's exciting. Um, Billy Joe said, no pop punk. There's no so there should be no such thing as pop punk. Yet on their bio on iTunes it says pop punk. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out too. That's awesome. That just tells me that the vetting process does not go through the actual band for the bio, um, unless he saw that bio and got pissed. Uh, a second second band that came out with a new record or uh, yeah came out with a new record. Everybody should know them too. Good old Sum Forty One. Fat Lip. Sum Forty One. They were on the Warp Tour this past summer. I, they only have, I think, literally two songs. I know. That's you, it. Get the fuck out. I'm sorry. Dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I can't lie to our listeners. They gotta know at least my part. I'm glad you God. like them. The new record's called Thirteen Voices, and it sucks. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Let, I mean, this is something I can actually talk about. Uh, Sum Forty One hasn't been truly good since the Fat Lip album. That's easily their Whoa. best song. Easily. Whoa. You're both wrong. Does this look infected? Is so much better than All Killer No Filler. I'm just. It's the best record they have. Does this look infected? 2002. What's, what's it's got the album? creepiest. Uh, better off dead. Uh, the Hell Song. Okay, I know what, the Hell Song. Uh, what album was Pieces on? That's on their third album, isn't it? Pieces might have been on. Might have been on Chunk. Or it might have been on 
Yeah, see. Was it on All Killer No Filler? I don't remember. But Psalm 41, really good from 2000 to 2004, 2007 even, really good. And then they came out with this garbage. And I'm sorry. uh, It's just it's they're trying to be that old political punk band now, and it just doesn't work out. It doesn't work for them because he he does the same fucking thing in every song. Um, so just no one song jumped off the page. It's really anthem punk to me. Uh, they're trying to send the message, but I just don't want that message delivered <laughs> like that. I wrote that in my little notes as my review. Uh, I would say it's my least favorite album they've ever dropped, and I'd give it a uh, you said your a least po- favorite. Yeah, least favorite by far, and I'd give that a, a pretty porous three out of ten. Um, maybe Ouch. I can I can stomach it, but I would never go out and actively. So you're never going to listen to it again. I'm never going to listen to it again. Sorry, sorry, guys. They're doing a uh, tour right now. They're coming to Philly with Census Fail, so they uh, mm-hmm. don't call it a sumback tour. Oh, <laughs> G- genius! But, no, no, it is but, definitely good. Good words yeah. there. We'll just everybody's going to wait for. Dun, 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 That's dun, it. Dun, dun. And if uh, they don't play it. Uh, they will. They're going to play it every night. And you know what? It's going to be the ender every night. It should be. And it's the perfect just, song to end on. And it just shows that. I'll that's, show up that's just they for made that their song and then leave. Pissed. Uh, and then the third and final record review I want to do uh, is the probably the best record I've heard in the past, maybe all of 2016, um, that's dropped. Dance Gavin Dance. We talk about them all the time. Sam just finally heard their first song yesterday. And it, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, Two it. for three. <laughs> and and I'm, on, I'm the type of person, the first time I even like listen to a song, I know. I got to keep listening. You know, you almost got to beat it into me. You've had 24 hours. I listened to it once. It's a 96. <laughs> see, is he supposed to listen to it on repeat? Yes. It's I, one song. It's Sam, Sam, I'm right there with you. He he sent me the link, too, and I was like, eh, it's all right. I've never been a huge fan of the Screamo stuff, though. Like, I was really into it until whoever it is, you would know, started screaming. I was like, okay, I'm right back out. Like, Johnny Boy. Is that, is that his name? John, yeah. I mean, it's they have an interesting sound. I'm, You know, I, I want to give them more of a chance. I don't want to just listen to one and kind of. Toss them to the curb. You asked me to burn you. I know. That's what They're I just say. I want to give them a chance. I want to hear what they got. Yep. And, you know. Well, they finally have the same lineup. They've been around since like 05. Um, they've had the same guitar player and founder, Will Swan. Dude's a fucking legend. He's an absolute legend on guitar. Will he's the Swan? Swan, yeah. He's, he's unbelievably talented on the guitar. Um, I'm actually going to see them tonight. So Saturday, October 8th. Again, fourth time I've said that. Uh, but I'm going to see them tonight, so I'm super, 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 super excited about that. Uh, it's the first time in 10 years that the band actually released three records in a row with the same lineup. Uh, they have Tillian Pearson as their lead singer, uh, the non-screamer, and then they have John, I forget his last name, uh, as the screamer. He's been the screamer. I think him and Will have been around forever, but their new record, Mothership, came out yesterday. Uh, I cannot tell you how good it was. Absolute 8 out of 10, probably their second best record outside of Instant Gratification. Um, a little bit better than Acceptance Speech. Uh, I think they found their sweet spot for the lineup. If you want to go check it out, it just came out yesterday on iTunes. It was like 10 bucks. Uh, best tracks on there, probably number three best track would be Chucky vs. the Giant Tortoise. Um, the Frozen one is absolutely amazing, probably uh, my, my second favorite track. And then uh, best track on there is Betrayed by the Game. I think it's got an amazing video. Uh, I think it is going to be their single that they push hard off this record, but it, it deserves it. Uh, some other really good songs, Young Robot, uh, Young Robot, Inspire the Liar, Here Comes the Winner, Exposed, Petting Zoo Justice, which is just them screaming about two random animals fighting. It's hilarious. If you act, you can't understand it, but if you look up the lyrics, it's just two random, like a three-toed sloth and like a whatever, Harambe. Just... Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> just rest go. in peace. <laughs> just going at it. It's really, really funny. Uh, so it's like kind of a like a nonsensical song. And then Chocolate Jackalope is really, really good. I give that record a solid eight out of ten. Interesting song names they got. That's that's what they do. Um, actually, I think it was Noisy or Fuse. I think it was Noise or Noisy. Uh, they released an, uh, the record review, and what they do is they let the band review its own record by giving each song one word. You can describe each song in one word. That's kind of neat. It's neat, and you should, it's so funny. And then after that, they'll let one of the members go on and describe why they chose that word. And uh, Will Swan, the guitar player and one of the founding members, he goes through, like, probably out of the tracks. He probably does, like, a little more than half, and he explains how they got the name. And it's just really funny. Like, Chucky vs. the Giant Tortoise was. Yeah, he was watching the Chucky movies, and then I think he was watching some documentary about a tortoise and just said, <laughs> okay, what if they fought? And named the Chucky vs. the Giant Tortoise. Uh, so I guess have, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, they have, like, a song called Flossie, Flossie Dicky Bounce. Uh, Flossie Dickey was a like a hundred and ten year old woman that they've interviewed on the news like a lot. She's like America's oldest woman or something like that, and they've always interviewed her and she looks miserable because she's just so old. So they were like, let's write a song about her, and so we don't get sued. Let's throw the word bounce at the end. Oh, so there you go, Flossie Dickey bounce. It starts with uh, the screamer just singing uh, "Cocaine Christmas" like twelve times in a row. It's really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. Let's get on to shit that you guys can talk about. Uh, my vocal cords are tired. <laughs> Let's bring it into movies. Um, so this week they actually announced the, uh, I think it was just a poster. No, they actually did. They released a teaser trailer and the poster and release date for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, they probably only gave Johnny Depp like $100 million for this one. Oh, no, it's it's only $200. Oh, no, I mean, $200 million in a dump truck on his front lawn. It's... <laughs> I mean, it, it looked pretty good. You know, it, I mean, I've seen all the other Pirates of the Caribbean. I think Orlando Bloom's back for this one. I think so, too. Um, I think he's the only other returning cast member besides Johnny Depp. Um, I, I got to tell you, just I loved that first movie. Curse of the Black Pearl is I agree. almost near perfect. Like, best one. Yeah, it's fantastic. Perfect. And then it slowly lost me. Like, the second one was, oh, okay, this is good. The third one was like, what the hell is yeah. even happening? Like, I'm lost. At World's End, or the f- at World's End, whatever the fourth one was, that's that's the, the one that kind of lost me. Pretty, like, the Mermaid, I think it was. It was yeah. They're getting a little crazy. With I got it. them over there somewhere in the back with the Blu-ray collection. I gotta find them. So I mean, I, I'm hoping that this kind of brings it back. Like I, I, I'm gonna go see it because I think Johnny Depp's a great actor, and he, it's always entertaining to watch him in that role. Um, but. I really hope they, they shook it up a little bit and kind of brought back that feeling, Curse of the Black Pearl. Otherwise, this franchise is dead in the water. I kind of think that's why they kind of brought back <laughs> Orlando Bloom a little bit. I said dead in the water. I'm just saying. I'm funny. I don't get it. Oh, is it because of dead men telling the tales? And water with the pirate ships? Come on, man. It's, a, it's all right, right? It's you all know, right. These it's are the right. puns. These are the puns. You need to get them. Sam, right. Sam, Sam, sidebar. Why do we invite him? Oh, damn. <laughs> sidebar. No, but I mean, it's I, you got to see at least support it. It's Jerry Bruckheimer. I assume he's still yep. coming back. So Absolutely. I got to support it. May twenty six, two thousand seventeen. Hey, almost your birthday, brother. Almost. That'll be take me take me to go see it for my birthday. Done. Carry me to my room. Whatever you need, buddy. Whatever you need. Uh, I think the poster for this one's Jack Sparrow is a wanted man. So that's pretty. That's going to be a good kind of setup. He's been for wanted it. since the he's first been one. Wanted right. Since right. The first one, yeah. Right. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know why this is a surprise that Jack Sparrow's wanted anymore. Uh, I'm going to back off the mic a little bit, and we're going to get into the next the next movie. Uh, they released the poster for the third, I believe, Wolverine movie, calling it Logan. 
I kind of like that name, though. Yes. Nice and yeah. short, short, sweet. Nah, totally not about a boy with Down syndrome. I'm going to go ahead and back off the mic, oh, and I'm going to talk. <laughs> or I'm not going to talk. I mean, I'm going to let you guys discuss, talk amongst yourselves about Logan, and we'll transition into our top three from there. Now, now what do you think about Logan, the, the old man Logan? I... I don't know if you did. I read the comic book story. Uh, I, only read the, I only read the first the first issue. It, they, here they go. <laughs> it's a solid story. Really great. Um, it, it's a really interesting telling of, like, Logan Wolverine towards the end of his life. Like, you know, the guy who just doesn't want to do the killing anymore. Kind of gets, like, kind of thrust back into the game in this post-apocalyptic world. The story is great. I highly encourage anybody to read it. Um this movie's not going to be that. The Probably the only thing that they're really taking is the fact that Wolverine's older now. Because um, that story had a lot of Hawkeye and Hulk and Red Skull and things that they can't do in the movies, obviously, because Fox is not going to ever give X-Men back to Marvel, um, unfortunately. But I'm excited. I think this is going to be great. Yes, same, same here, definitely, because the last Wolverine movie I thought was one of the best X-Men movies I've ever seen, even though it wasn't X-Men, obviously. Yeah, I mean, well, and and let's face it, X-Men 1 through 3 is Wolverine and his friends, 1, 2, 3. Um, So I highly enjoyed the Wolverine. There was, obviously, there's a few things that the comic book fan of me is like, ah, I don't like that. Um, But it was probably one of the best portrayals of that character that I've seen. And now that we're getting a rated R rating where I can see Wolverine just cut loose and decapitate some people if necessary, I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's rated R? It is. That's sweet. Is this like a God of War kind of, you know, Kratos is an old man with his son type of thing? Is that like, is that how this is going to go in that direction? I, I guess. I mean, the details are very sketchy right, right. now. Um, I mean, we don't know who the little kid who's holding Wolverine's hand on that poster is. I, I know, you know, Sam mentioned it might be Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah, because he, he tweeted out, that's my hand holding Logan in the new poster, hashtag tender. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that's supposed to be a child of his or just maybe some random child he's kind of come across, um, kind of like a lone wolf and cub type story. I, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Wolverine just, you know, first off, I'm excited to see Hugh Jackman in the role for his final time. I, I think he's, you know, been the best thing that's happened to that franchise. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how they kind of end his run. I'm, I'm definitely sad to see him go. Oh. This is going to be the capstone to his arc. This is it. Uh, this I think it was like it. almost 20 years. It, he's been, he's been 2000, Wolverine. I think, the first yep. one came out. Well, X-Men. Y- X-Men came out in 2000. He's been Wolverine since that time. And gosh, I, I mean, you watch that first X-Men now. He looks better now than yeah. he did in the year 2000. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, Because he was in WWE. He made a cameo. You oh, did? Oh, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, he yeah, did, did sometimes. Knock yeah. some dude's fucking lights out, dude. Well, everyone's doing. You know, Stephen Amell did it. Everyone does a little bit of wrestling now and again. Speaking of which, WWE may have purchased TNA. Just throwing that in there. They bought their video library. Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins has taken over TNA. Just throwing that out oh, there. We don't got to talk about that's it. That's pretty cool. But that's once we know cool. more, it's not an official sale sale yet. But once we know more, we'll talk about it. Well, yeah, and like another little quick note I read on the um, the Logan. They said that, I guess, Professor or, uh, Professor Xavier is kind of on the way out. Yeah. That's that's what I heard too. I, I, I again like everything I'm getting is very spotty, very like oh this is what we heard because the guy who gets coffee for Hugh Jackman on the set overheard him say something. <laughs> but so then they release a picture of him like super super old. Or am I making oh, oh, that up? Wolverine or, or Wolverine? Professor Professor X. I don't remember seeing Professor, I but I, I saw you know Hugh Jackman I saw him like it's the what's his face the guy Patrick who plays yeah thank yeah. you I thought they released like a 
teaser poster of him, like mega, mega old. Well, you guys talk amongst yourselves again. I'm gonna look it up here. <laughs> Excuse me, while I check. No, no, but I, I didn't see that. But I mean, if they did, you know, great. Yeah, I, I just didn't say it. I mean, I do love Patrick Stewart in that role, so it's always uh, great when we can get him back. Even though you know James McAvoy does a great job in the in the recent X Men iteration. Um, Patrick Stewart, like, when they were casting that first X-Men, you thought, oh, who should be Professor X? This is no contest. It's yeah. Patrick Stewart. Jean-Luc Picard's got to be in that chair. It, um, so it yeah, works Yeah, I was well. right. Professor X look, looks old as, you know what, in our first look at Professor X and Logan. A poster came out with him. Uh, where is that? A poster and title for the new Wolverine movie came out, and here it is from Movie Phone. Uh, looking, looking. Welcome to Movie Phone. Looking. Yeah, I don't see a picture of Professor X. I don't um, see the poster we're talking about. Gettner. You guys keep. I, I would say I hope you find it because I want to see what he looks like. I know they said it's going to be in the year 2024. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, if, if Wolverine's old, I mean, <laughs> Xavier's got to be like dust. Like, <laughs> I mean, Christ. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely can't wait to see it. It's the picture of Professor X just uh, an urn on Logan's mantle. I mean, I'm <laughs> going to find it. <laughs> You keep going. I mean, I'm going to find this. We, we still have, sadly, a long wait. March 3rd, it comes out. You guys start your top three. Uh, top, top three X-Men of all time. Oh, geez. You, you want to uh, go first? Not, not even the fancy intro, just top three X-Men of Man, all time. Not No setup, nothing. He, he don't care. He, he, he's so butthurt right now that he can't <laughs> find this picture. I, ho- I hope here. I hope you find it. You know. Wait, just you. Okay, just okay. You, oh, oh, what do you know? Found it. Oh, uh, there it is. Okay, great. That's just how oh, he looks wow. every day. <laughs> wow. And you thought me shitting on Sum <laughs> 41 was makeup. bad. You thought me hitting Sum 41 was bad. I'm just so, kidding, Patrick. So, I love you. So, yes, there you go. Patrick Stewart as old man Professor X in Logan. You guys suck it. No, I, I, I said I hope you found it. I didn't doubt you. I, I doubted you just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's Sorry. That's, that's, everybody doubts me. That's why I have to overcome so many obstacles in life. But I did it. <laughs> Adrian. Do you want to start your top three first? Colossus. What about you guys? Is he your number three? Yeah. All right, well, my number three. It's I liked him in Deadpool. He was funny. Oh, he was. <laughs> he was. It was better that you actually get his accent rather than the other. Oh, yeah, that was great. You know, but my number three, it's Cyclops. Come on. Created by Stan Lee and, you know, Jack Kirby in freaking 1963. I mean, he shoots laser beams from his freaking eyes. He is cool shades. And when you were a kid, you watched the animated series, like, I wanted to be Cyclops. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I was really hard pressed not to put Cyclops on my list. I was making this list, and it was like that scene in Big Bang Theory, and I was just like, "Oh, you know, here are these three. Oh, wait, I forgot this one. Okay, well now it's these. Three. Oh, wait, I forgot this character. So, I, I love Cyclops. I think he's uh, great in terms of like story elements and everything. Uh, he's obviously the leader of the X Men, so you, you gotta give him some props. But he he got knocked down to number four on my list. Um, I went with number three, uh, Psylocke. I just I love her power set. I love her look. She's badass. She's a ninja. It, it's it's great. And did, did Olivia Munn have something to do with it? No, that? actually, oh. I've been a huge fan of Psylocke even before Olivia Munn. But when Olivia Munn got cast, I was like, yes, please, <laughs> I'd love to see that. Um, but you know, in the '90s, you know, she was created in like 1987 in Captain Britain, and then kind of got really into the X Men universe when Jim Lee took over the book and. Some of the, my, the the most iconic stories I read growing up included Psylocke, and I, so I had to put her on my top three. I forgot about two X Men. <laughs> Do you want to change? You could, Greg. Can, can, can we I change, change your number three? three? No problem. Nightcrawler. He's your number three. Yeah, oh, he's, he's pretty sweet. I, I, so what I remember vividly is it was either 
I think it was Sega Genesis. There's a side-scrolling X-Men beat-em-up. X-Men yeah. to the Clone Wars. Something. Yeah. And I don't remember the name of it at all, but I would go over Scott Scott's house growing up. Scotty A. Just saw him at a concert, by the way. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So uh, I'd go over his house and we played this game. We play Maximum Carnage and we play this. And I, I don't know Ryan Ryan P Ryan Pope. Yeah. He he and I played this game all the time. And there was a side scroller beat him up. And I was always Beast or Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler obviously could shift forms and he could crawl up on the walls and stuff. So just from that alone, I got to go. Sorry, uh, Colossus was great in Deadpool, but I'm gonna go number three, uh, Nightcrawler. Number two, Olivia Munn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, number two, you already kind of said it for me. It is Cyclops for basically all the same reasons. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. But real quick, who was your favorite um, Nightcrawler in the two movies that that came I out? I just said video. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I have all the movies. movies. Okay. No, no, no. I have them. They're all somewhere there uh, in this collection okay, here. Okay, yeah. I got you see it? Yeah, yeah all, all of them. Plus the new one, Days of Future Past, and then whatever well, the newest one, Apocalypse too. Just came out this right, year. I have that one, too. Isn't that the girl with Game of Thrones in there, Sophie? Yes. Yep. yes. My girl, Sophie Turner. But uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any of them. That's all. That's a part of my backlog. I've never oh, seen wow. an X Men movie. Oh, so I just bought them all. Things your backlog? No, no, no. Oh. Like X, all the X Men movies, I'm saying, are in my oh, backlog. We want to watch them, but we just got it. We got so much other stuff. Uh, it will happen sometime before 2018. I promise you. <laughs> Coming we'll soon. All, we will watch all of the Wolverine. Oh, you know what? We just watched. We just watched Wolverine. I think the original one, Wolverine. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was that the one with the shitty Ryan Reynolds Deadpool? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the, sad, the, the volcano fight, uh, right? Not, I, that's I, the one I, we watched. It's just, I we wanted had, that movie to be so good. We had Everybody our we had did. our nephews stay the night. And one of our nephews, Sean, he really loves comic book movies. He loves them. He can just sit there, and he wanted to watch it. I was so. going to say, you hit him with that one. No, yeah, he, there's he so much better it. ones he knows, to go with. He knows more about it than, than I do, so he wanted to pick that one. Um, it's got some it's got some good stuff in it. It's just kind of stories all over the place. So. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know anybody Nightcrawlers in anything. Well, I, I Video do. Video game, though. Um, just I know a little bit of Nightcrawler. And, in fact, actually, Nightcrawler is my number two. Um, okay. I've yeah. always loved that character. And... He premiered in Giant Size X-Men number one, and he, he's got this great backstory of he is a devout Catholic, but he's the son of a demon, and it always makes for like really interesting stories. Him and the Wolverine relationship with him is amazing, um, but what you're uh, thinking of, I, I loved Alan Cumming in yeah. X2, uh, and, and when I think of some great action sequences and opening scenes it's that opening scene in x2 where he's going through the white house and he's just teleporting bamfing all over the place taking out secret servicemen um it's a great scene and just his his character alone uh makes the, makes that movie oh and that's my favorite from x2 i like yeah. i liked him better than you know, even the other yeah. guy did good the new but, kid did, did all right i mean i'm interested to see what, where they go with it um but yeah alan cummings nightcrawler is absolutely the best and nightcrawler again my number two uh top three x-men of all time i i've do remember what am I thinking? I absolutely do remember my favorite Nightcrawler. Oh my god, who? Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, from the movie Nightcrawler, <laughs> from the 2014 which, which, which movie. Was an movie. movie. From the 2014 good. movie Nightcrawler. He doesn't teleport once. I was very disappointed in yes, that. Yes, he does in the girls' bedrooms <laughs> to take photos of them. Oh jeez. <laughs> That was probably the creepiest role I, I've seen Jake Gyllenhaal in. Uh, my Even number crazier than. Did you say your number two? No, oh, um, my bad. Number two, quick is Gambit. About the same. Chris, Cla- Chris Claremont, Jim Lee, nineteen ninety. It's my number one. Fuck. I mean, dude, he's 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 got he can throw freaking cards, dude. He, How pissed are you that the movie got delayed? Well, uh, well, uh, here's the real question: How happy are you that Channing Tatum wants to play Gambit? Well, I mean, okay, see, <laughs> I, I like Taylor Kitsch as Gambit. 
from I, I loved him. I thought he was good. It, it just sucks that that movie fell apart. I yeah. thought he did great. I was hoping that he was going to reprise his role. I mean, I, he no, was one of the saving graces of that movie. When you say there's some good stuff in there, his scene is one of the few good things in that movie. If I ever go back to decide, if I decide to rewatch that movie, it's literally just because of him. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, no, no, you know, diss on Channing Tatum. I, I think he'll do a good job, you know, but Taylor Kitsch did a great job, and I don't know. Having a top three with three dudes on such a topic that you only have a finite number of answers. Sucks. <laughs> so, but there's like was, hundreds of X-Men. But you, I don't yeah, know, but you, you know, know there's but you know more about Gambit than I do, so I'm glad that he was your number two before I got to him being my number one because uh, I didn't know Taylor Lautner played him. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm, kidding I'm kidding. Easy, buddy. Wow. Easy. I'm don't kidding. you twilight this shit up with me. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sick of but shit. in reality, Gambit is, is my number one um, just for the fact that growing up, uh, all the cards we played – Oh yeah, up. and and just to make a very baseline kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for comparison, a very baseline you know, eagle eye view, just him throwing cards and being that that badass character, yeah, the think, raging Cajun, right, right, right. And for us to like have played so much cards growing up, from Rummy to to Hold'em to whatever, right. Um, it's always kind of related to me. Whenever I see a badass character, even throwing cards or any throwing, you know that that's kind of always been something to me. So Gambit, just from a very base expectation level, is going to be my number one. He's just the coolest, most badass character to me. Did you do what I used to do growing up and ruin all your playing cards trying to throw them at your brother? <laughs> no, I just took Sam's money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no! Recently, like the last time we won, I won. By the way, buddy. Yeah. Just, just to throw that out there. Well, I played twice without you. So. Well, that's probably why you won. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't play cards without you. I wouldn't. Appreciate it. No, I wouldn't. I totally did. Bastard. I didn't. Right. Or did I? So no. I guess we're on my number one. Go for it. Um, I, maybe we have the same. I don't know. Is my it, number is one. Is it Wolverine? No. It's, well, it had to be for me. It had to be. Okay. Okay, good. Well, then you don't. Well, I'm, we'll glad it's, I'm glad it's different. So here's, here's the thing. I mean, I love Wolverine as a character. I think he's great. I, I think he's a little overplayed, and there's a lot of really cool X-Men out there that don't get a whole lot of attention. And my number one is one of them. My number one is uh, Iceman. That was supposed to be a drum roll. What the audience is going to hear is you know how we kick the table a lot and it sounds awful? It's going to sound like it's one big what? kick. You kick and I was table? trying to do it. No, I was trying to do trying a drum roll uh, for his number one, and it's going to sound like shit. So I apologize for the last 15 <laughs> seconds of, of the podcast. Um, so Iceman is my number one, and for the reason that I love these characters that like have so much unrecognized potential, and Iceman is one of those where you read like stories in alternate futures, Age of Apocalypse, uh, things like that, and you're just like, he's uber powerful because he's finally decided not to hold back and things like that. And I uh, there's this one scene in the Ultimate X-Men series. I don't know if you've ever taken a look at it or read right. it. I highly encourage you to read like the first 20 issues of Ultimate X-Men. I'll have to go back. Um, I think it's like issue 10 or 11. Uh, there's this army uh, kind of storming Xavier Mansion and this guy, the, the leader of the unit, is about to shoot Rogue in the face. And you see like this bead of sweat kind of freeze on his nose. And it's just Iceman. And he's not doing anything. He's just walking down the steps and everything's freezing around him from his feet. That's sick. It's one of the coolest scenes and coolest moments I've seen in a comic book in a long time. And I was just like, oh man, Iceman is a badass. That's when I saw was, I think, Days of Future Past when all the when all the bad guys were coming for him. You yeah. full ice. Like, I thought that whole scene was badass. I mean, obviously it sucked when they all died. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he for that reason alone, and the fact that, like, again, he's got so much unrecognized potential that, like, he's just finding new things that he can do. He can create duplicates of himself and actually control them like a hive mind and things like that. Like, it's just... 
really rich in storytelling, and I'm, I just love the character so much. You think Sean Ashmore did a pretty good job in the movies? You know, for for what Sean had to work with, because he's a he's a huge minor character in yeah. that movie. I think he did a fine job. Yeah. I'm interested to see now that we kind of rebooted this universe, who we get to play Iceman, and if if we get to see him do more stuff, I, I would really like to see that. Yeah, they didn't cast not you know nothing like that. Not yet, no. Damn. I mean, it'd be cool to bring him back, though. I'm, I wouldn't mind if he I, kept going. He's young enough. I would love it, yeah. But my, my number one is the probably the typical Wolverine. I mean, I, I don't even feel like it's Hugh a— Hugh Jackman Wolverine or, like, animated yellow suit Everything Wolverine. yellow suit. I, I even just got his <laughs> Sideshow Collectibles has, you know, they do all kind of statues and stuff. And I just got my oh. first Wolverine. He has the samurai sword. It's, it's, it's pretty badass. Like, original costume. It's sick. My favorite Wolverine moment is actually from the 90s cartoon. It's the very first right. episode. I, I, oh, did you, is there, are you going to— So the, it just says 90s X-Men. One of the greatest— <laughs> Intro themes to any animated show. Of all time. So ah, good, so good. But that '90s cartoon has a moment. Uh, towards the end of the first episode, Wolverine's pissed off at Cyclops. He goes over his Jeep, cuts off the roof, yep. turns to Gene, and says, "Tell Cyclops I made him a convertible," and walks out. And you're just like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" And, and I always love their two relationship. That you know, it, oh, well, at least Wolverine always trying to get Gene or fighting over Gene. Yeah. It's great. It's a great, great relationship between the three of them. And Cyclops always turns out looking like an asshole at the end. It's just like, Wolverine's trying to steal your girl. And, like, and, and he's like the, nice, well, the nicest guy, the, the good guy of the group. Yeah. You know. uh, yeah. I, I didn't want to transition right from Marvel to DC because we have a couple things DC we wanted to talk today. So I wanted to break it up with a little something. Uh, my favorite movie of all time, hands down, no doubt about it, turns 20 this year. A little bit of the O'Neaters. That thing you do, brother. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen this one in years. I love That's Tom all. Hanks. Tom Hanks. Everything he says is stitch. I have AIDS. <laughs> Family, Family guy. guy. <laughs> Season one. Have to. Uh, that thing you do, uh, because uh, how big of an impact music has on my life, you know, um, from my dad being in a band, from me being in a bunch of bands that that floundered, uh, <laughs> to doing a bunch of to, to doing a bunch of solo stuff, to just how much music talks to me every single day, and how important it is to my life. To watch this movie, you know, as a kid in 1996, which is the craziest thing to think that this movie is 1996, and that's yeah, right. and that's 20 years. And that was Hank's first directed movie, too. Yeah, and it was, and it's you know a damn near flawless movie. Um, the casting was great, and and Liv Tyler was the perfect love interest for that movie. I that love was, her. I, I love Liv Tyler, but that was because her dad being an Aerosmith made that even more of a connection. Being her, you know, being that kind of love interest for two band members, right? Um, from from Jimmy and from Shades. So I'm going to call him Shades because mm-hmm. I like that a little better. Um, but to have her be in that triangle with her dad being an Aerosmith with the, with the musical movie. I thought that casting was just perfect. It really propelled her. Um, I, I forget if empire records was before or after, um, uh, that thing you do, but I think it propelled her right to Armageddon. Uh, shortly after that, Empire records was before it was before that. Okay. Um, and it's just that movie, just everything about it. And it's so quotable to me. Uh, and they're the quotes that I use are not funny. Right, but it's just it. I can just quote it all day long. My dad bought me the soundtrack uh, on CD uh, again, compact disc. I thought um, you were saying my dad got me the VHS, but uh, well, I mean, I had that <laughs> I for sure. VHS. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have the I have it over there on the side. Um, my brother got it for me for Christmas because uh, mine, unfortunately, I lost in college. Um, so he was fortunate enough that year that I lost it, but got it for me for Christmas, but it's, you know, great, great present. What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. And, uh, he's my best man for a reason. And, um, 
if I if I start quoting it right, like so, I mean, I, I'll get into it. My dad got me the CD, and in the actual show, one of the things when they f- get their first record, he's like, "It's got holes, it's got grooves, it's a Playtone record." And I used to say all the time, "It's got holes, it's got something, it's a Playtone CD." And I used to just like quote that and bring it in, and I could listen to it just over and over and over again. And then what really brought it home at the time, right, in like 2001, maybe somewhere in between 99 and 01, maybe 02, Newfound Glory. Uh, a band on drive through one of my favorite bands of all time, they used to do a cover CD. And they were like one of the first bands, mainstream bands, that did a full record of covers. But they did music uh, from movies, from the I think it's from the big screen to the stage, I think they called it, or the big screen to your headphones or whatever it was called. And on one of the ones, they did That Thing You Do uh, as a cover, and they made it a pop-punk cover. And I was like, as much as I don't really like it, it's cool as hell that this movie's getting that type of recognition. And it tells a, a story about a band from Erie, you know, not so far from where we live. Yeah. Erie PA, starting out in the garage, making it big time, having the one hit. They get on, they get Beatles type stuff, hype, and then they fall apart and break up. And it, the whole arc that it goes through is a brilliant film. If you haven't seen it, 20 years old, please go check it out because the guy who plays Shades, the drummer, is now in Zombie Nation uh, or Zombie something on Z Sci- Nation. Z Nation. Z Nation. Z Nation on Sci Fi or USA or whatever. That's <laughs> kind of a, it's like a shoom. But whatever, good for him. He's doing something. Um, but hell yeah, that's just one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. If not, it's, I mean, it is. It's the best movie. It's I've a ever cold seen. classic. You know, it's, oh, a, it's a cult Jamal. Jamal, you're right. I hate to say it that way, but it is. It's a uh, cult classic. It's, it's not. not a, it's not a, a derogatory term to be a cult classic. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I love that movie. I grew up in a Beatles home, and that story is very okay. influenced by the Beatles. Very much. Um, so I was all into that movie when uh, when it came out 10 years ago, God, or 20 years ago. I was 10. <laughs> um, but I remember watching that movie with my dad and just loving every minute of it. And I actually listened to uh, the main title track on my way here. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So good. Uh, did you have you ever seen it? Years ago. I mean, I, I don't. I can't quote it like you know. It's you. It's been too many years. Try to peach cobbler. Best in the Southland. <laughs> uh, looks like Lenny's going fishing. Gotta be quick. Gotta be quick with me. You, you were from Erie. I'm from Erie, PA. You weren't joking when you said you just picked the random quotes. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. I'm looking at you like you're nuts. Like damn, I don't remember none of that. <clears throat> Do you still play percussion? <laughs> Chat just broke his arm. Anyway, sorry. Uh, by the we way, digress. I think I think I'm almost positive. Uh, Charlize Theron is in that. I'm pretty sure she, she is. plays she's the like, girlfriend. I know Steve who, Zahn's in it. Yeah, yeah. Steve Zahn's yeah. in it. He plays Lenny. Lenny's yeah. going. He's the one who comes up with the wonders. The, oh, yeah, the right. The, the O-N-E. Yeah, <laughs> like they they wanted to do the O N E. You know, we get it. Like the O N E, like the wonders. You know, uh, and he's like, got it. Sounds like the O-Netters or the O-Neaters. <laughs> and then uh, when they go on stage for the first time, somebody says, "It's the." Wonders, and he goes. It's, oh no, I'm sorry. He, the, he goes. He goes. He goes. It's the O'Neaters. He goes. It's O'Netters. <laughs> it's it's, it's so 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 good. Um, just real quick, um, just to go through the. It is Charlie Theron, isn't it? Just to go through the cast real quick. Tom Hanks, Liv Tyler, Shirley Theon, uh, Tom Everett Scott. That's who I was talking about. Um, plays Guy Patterson. Uh, Jonathan Shage. Steve Zahn, Ethan Embry plays TB player, which is the bass player. Never had a name. Love that. Um, Giovanni Ribisi plays oh, Chad, I, the original I, drummer I in the band. That. Yep. So just a really solid cast. Uh, it's got a 71 on Metacritic and a 6.9 on IMDb. 
all you critics can go suck it. Yeah, that deserves to be higher, that, it most does. certainly. It definitely does deserve to be higher. Let's transition to DC. You guys can get back to taking the spotlight here. Ooh. There's been a working title for the solo Batman film starring Ben Affleck, The Batman. Which I'm, I'm okay with if it stays. I, I don't care if they name it mentally deranged guy in a suit I, I, whatever I'm seeing this movie I don't care what it's named I, I just I know I said it I think on some podcast that what if it was Orphan 3 then it <laughs> why, why do you got it why do you got to bring in that bring in that kind of tone but I know I said last time but I just I really wanted to see Nightwing I come on I I really I need to see more of the backstory like we've seen the like first years of Batman over and over and over again I want to see Nightwing. I want to see Robin, Tim Drake Robin. I want to see, you know, what's with the Robin suit in Batman v Superman. Is that Jason Todd? It, suit? it better be Jason like, Todd. Oh, it better be Jason Todd. I know that the comic book fan of me is like, oh, I know that story. It's such a great story, especially now that he came back as the Red Hood and just creates problems. But I, I'm interested to see. But I, that's what I want to see. I want to see Oracle. I want to see the Bat family yeah, more so. Definitely. Um, and that's what I'm hoping we get out of this movie. Yeah. You you think that they might incorporate the Red Hood story in this? I if they don't do it in this, I think they'll at least lay some groundwork to do it in like a second or third Batman movie. It's too good of a story. I mean, I, I assume you saw the animated. Which... I saw the animated. I read the story when when it came out in the comics. Um, you know, and when he first appears in that Hush storyline, and you're like. Oh, my God. Like, for the longest time, there were certain characters you did not touch, you did not bring back from the dead, even though everybody comes back from the dead in comic books. And it was Bucky Barnes, Uncle Ben, and Jason Todd. Like, those were the the holy trinity of you don't bring them back. And now, so far, we've had both Bucky and Jason Todd come back. I'm waiting for Uncle Ben to come back as a villain. Who knows? But (laughs) I'm really not. Please, Marvel, don't do that. But when he came back the first time and you, you... turn the page and he's holding Tim Drake by the throat jaw dropped and I was it was amazing and I hope they do this in the in the movie universe they have three movies to play with so who knows anything's possible I mean I think they could even bring back Jensen Ackles who played the voice of you know Red Hood he was great I mean I know he's Dean Winchester and he's got that thing going on but I I loved him in that movie I think he looks the part he could totally come back and play that character in a live action adaptation I think it would work well yeah definitely and I kind of heard maybe like maybe a rumor that the reason Deathstroke might be in it Amanda Waller might hire him to kind of break out, you know, villains in Arkham, which they because they okay. did say the Batman movie might be a little villain heavy. I, I heard it was gonna it was gonna be really villain heavy. I heard there's gonna be a lot going on in Arkham. So I mean, just hearing you say that makes a lot of sense. Um, Deathstroke is a great character to kind of he's one of those villains that you can just throw into almost any hero movie and it'll work because he's a he's an assassin and he, he does whatever he wants. I mean, I know every he's a Teen Titans kind of villain. Yeah, but even in the comics, Batman never gets over on Deathstroke. Like exactly, he, he's a formidable foe for him. Yeah, I, I, there's been several fights between them and, and it usually ends in a draw. Something happens that, you know, it stops. Um, I mean, Batman is probably the, one of the world's greatest martial artists. And, like, Deathstroke being able to stand toe-to-toe with that, it's just it's going to be great to see that on the screen. I want to see Batman with a sword just hacking oh, yeah. away at him. It's going to be awesome. And how do you think Deathstroke looked, what we've seen? I love it. 
I, I love the costume. It, it's different from what they did on Arrow, which I'm okay with because, I mean, if we're going to keep these universes separate, then you got to do something different. You got to do something new. Um, so I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. But again, I, I try to hold judgment during these the stages of the movie. Let me see a trailer. Let me see some actual footage, and then I'll, I'll start making some judgments about it. But so far, uh, so good in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Because I thought Manu Bennett did great in, in Arrow as yeah. Deathstroke. So I'm just, yeah, he was. I'm just hyped to get a different you know, look at, you know, that stroke. Greg, you have anything to say here? Brian's initiated into the podcast. You know why? <laughs> Shoot. He just hit the table twice. It would not be an episode <laughs> of a podcast and we know things without somebody hitting the table. I've done it 15 times. You've done uh, quite a few. Yeah. So Brian, there welcome, you go. welcome to the show. You've now, you now, Thank uh, you. you're, you're in it. You're in it to win it with us. Uh, can sticking on the DC, uh, train, Sam, the shirt you're wearing right now, suicide squad. Well, we thought we weren't going to get an extended version. They said, no, 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 no. And then they said, yeah, 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 yeah. So they've announced this extended version. I know you're about to say something controversial, like no. they kind of did. One, you know, they never said no or something like that. Um, but we were told, you know, we might see those Joker deleted scenes or those Joker cut scenes in a deleted kind of thing, but we won't see them in the film. I'm thinking that's going to go away now. And I, I just feel after what, what Jared, you know, Leto said when he said, like, he was a fucking great Joker, by the way. I'm, so, I still hate that you get so much oh, shit. I'll get, all, and, and I'll get there in a second. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they. When he initially said that there could have been a Joker movie, mm-hmm. and you so we only saw, he shot so much. Footage. So we saw right. what 10, 12 minutes of Joker, right? So and you don't and you don't want that. Yeah. I totally understand that. I do. So, so to me, now you're you just told us there's practically two hours of footage that we never seen. You, mm-hmm. To me, you had to give us something. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we're going to see something in the deleted scenes, but absolutely, you know, I mean. I, I'm almost happy that you don't see the Joker as much in that movie. It, otherwise, it becomes a Joker movie. He's not a Suicide Squad member. Right. He's not a Suicide Squad member, and I'm not going to see this movie to see the Joker. I'm going to see it for the Suicide Squad. So I'm happy with how sparingly they used him, but, I mean, if they used that much. Yeah, he's on his Suicide Squad t-shirt. Yeah, just wanted well, to point that out. But it is the Joker, it's, though. just wanted to point it out, but it's, it's not in the Suicide Squad. I just want to point it's that out. It's every villain that was in the movie. It's uh, called marketing, Greg. I just <laughs> wanted to point that out. Plus, you got that dude who was badass. Rick Flagg. That's Rick Flagg. right. Oh, man. Uh, he wasn't, he, we didn't know he was going to be in it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Remember, Tom Hardy was supposed to yeah. originally have the role. Oh, right, right, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy for an extended cut. I'm, I'm happy to see it. I'll definitely buy it. I enjoyed the theatrical cut immensely. Enjoyed it. Welcome 100. to the show. See? We got another one. <laughs> Joined it 100 Hell times yeah. better than Batman v Superman. CJ didn't like it, right? CJ CJ was pleasantly surprised by it. So CJ, okay. he he wait hard pass it, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Oh, he's listening to this right now. He's like, God damn. <laughs> he he initially because I mean I'm be honest and I was a little skeptical too during the process. We were all like, I don't know about this. And CJ's like, No, this is gonna be garbage hard pass. And then he got permission to see it, even though he hard passed <laughs> on Twitter, right? Yes, and uh, on Twitter, and he was like, Oh, you know what? It was a lot better than I thought. And I was like, Well, maybe you should shut your mouth before you start uh, talking about the hard passing on stuff. More like that kind of turd <laughs> oh wow. damn y'all wow by the way please search that kind of nerd on itunes <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really great show no matter how much greg wants to crap on it i, I love Speaking being a part of, of crap it. you get it that kind of turd crap Jesus is God. a really You're funny tough. joke uh i'm glad that well so what did you guys do a scoring system did he kind of do we, that or did he just say i was scoring scoring system but to be honest i mean if we're doing like a scale of one to ten like, i was interested in like cj's like did he no nah. like it enough would he buy it he probably will yeah okay. he most certainly will Good, because he was 
against it. He was dead We've against it. We've had many it. conversations at work, and he was against it. He was dead against it. And I'll be honest, it took like the third trailer for me to be bought into that movie. Um, that coupled with the fact that I went to the Suicide Squad experience in San Diego and oh, just nice. saw kind of like the world they were building. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm bought in now, and it got me really hyped for the movie. So they did their job. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, he'll definitely buy it. I'm most certainly going to buy it, watch it the day I get it. And I, I'm hoping the extended cut adds more to it, adds some of the minor complaints I had about the movie and kind of fixes it up and, and brushes off the kind of the polish there. Was it me, you, Ash, and Ryan? Yeah, I, I think so. The and four then, of us? And then I saw it the next day right. again. And that's when I appreciate Jared Leto's performance as Joker a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, the, the first time, you know, I'm still, you know, Heath's still like, I, I don't know how you can top that to me. Heath, Heath was amazing. And... This that what I liked so much about this version of Joker is that it's it's the different side of Joker that we never see in the comic books and even in the cartoon. He's like either a maniac or he's kind of like this mobster gangster thing. And we got to see the mobster Joker in this, like why a whole he's got a whole crew of people following him and things like that, where the Heath Ledger Joker was the dog chasing cars, just chaos for chaos sakes, which is great. But that's the only Joker we've seen forever. Um, so it was it, it was cool. I liked the take. Jared Leto was creepy as hell. Um, so I'm interested to see what what more footage they had, what more he had in the tank there. Yeah, same here. I, I should I even hope to see a little bit more Batman, I hope. But, you know, we we'll can only hope. You Fingers will crossed. in the Batman. Yeah. Well, I have to wait another year or two for that one. So we'll talk a lot more about this franchise coming up in the video game segment of the show. Um, but very, very few details are known. It was rumored to have happened a long time ago. Seven, eight years ago, they made the initial announcement. But Gears of War, the movie, officially gets a green light. Almost no details to be shown. Um, but it was dead for a long time. And now, with the hype surrounding Gears of War 4 coming out in just a few days, probably by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to it around Tuesday, comes out on October 11th. Um, it's it's back and I I can't wait to see where they go. The first Gears of War had some some kind of survival horror themes or pieces to it. The fourth one gets back to that. We'll, we'll get into it in a little bit. But I really hope they take the movie that direction with more of like a spooky kind of horror ish instead of just some action kind of garbage. Can I make you jealous for a second? Go for it. Um, I I don't know if I mentioned this, but when I was at San Diego Comic Con, I got to play a little bit of Gears Four. Yeah, they had that's an pretty ent- sweet. Had an entire booth set up, just TVs lined, like three or four rows of them. It's it's a solid game, and it made me actually think about buying an Xbox One almost. Oh, you're a PlayStation oh, guy, I'm too? A PlayStation same, same guy. Here. Same. PlayStation so, guy. Got them both, right? Thought yeah. about doing the Slim just for Gears of War, and then I was like, well, my roommate has an Xbox. I'll just steal his for a weekend. Lucky you. I'll yeah. just have to use Greg. I got to play Gears 4 back in April or May or June. I think May. I want to say May. I got to play it. Maybe it was June. I don't really remember. It was solid then. It's going to be super solid now. Uh, the campaign holds up, but we'll, we'll, I'll save that because I'm going to gush about it. So we'll save that for the kind of. Uh, but a, but review. a good thing for the movie because Universal Studios they just did Warcraft yeah. and that movie just made over 430 million. Did you see that movie? I, I, it's on my stack. It's the third movie. Don't. No, see, our buddy Machi <laughs> pl- played. War- I don't know if you played Warcraft. I, I did. I, I played Warcraft all throughout college and. Even before that, when it was just RTS Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, yeah. I, I used to play that crap constantly. Um, this movie was hard to swallow. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll you, have to watch it let me know. Did you see it in 3D and everything? No, I didn't. I, I, I saw a 2D version, um, and it was just very underwhelming, very... It, it was like trying very hard to be Lord of the Rings and just never getting there. Because our, our buddy Machi, he's 
still plays in a World of Warcraft. He's still yeah. in 3D, and he's like, Sam, it was awesome. It was visually stunning. You won't get, I guess, most of, I guess there's some quibs. There's if a lot of references if you're a game, yeah. you know, I don't play the game, so I don't know, but it, it looked good. I mean, I used to play, you know, Warhammer 40,000 mm-hmm. and watched all that stuff, and I'm interested. I love Lord of the Rings yeah, and everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. Visually, special effects, that movie's top-notch. Is, is What really just took me out of it was the story, and it sucks because it had a solid cast. I mean, yeah, it looked good. People that like you haven't seen in forever. Ben Foster's in it. Like Ben Foster, last time I saw him was X Men Three. Um, He's actually a really good actor. He, he is really uh-huh. good, but uh, the movie was just kind of lacking for me. So I mean, you'll have to watch it. You let me know what you think. But I was. A little I mean, I, I went out and bought, spent twenty five bucks on it. So I'm hoping it's at least half decent. But we'll see. This is going to be Sam Hour. Sam, there's a couple things in the docket uh, on the rundown that you wanted to talk about. I kind of docket or pocket. Through. The, okay, doc, the go, docket. Go, the docket. Okay. It means the rundown. Okay. The, I list. Got you. the, ru- the docket. Actually, you know what? He Let's look it up on our website. So, up next, uh, we'll let Sam go here for a little bit. Uh, the Your boy, Chris Tucker, Jackie uh, Chan, uh, the Rush Hour series of, of films. Uh, the first one being really, really, really solid film, but the other ones you loved. Uh, they're releasing all three of them as a trilogy on Blu ray. Uh, very shortly, too. Uh, they're going to be releasing those on... November 8th. November 8th. There it is. I actually didn't have the date written and down. Because Rush Hour 2 was the only one out of the three that was never released on Blu-ray. For yeah. some reason, there was always some type of problem, I guess. Licensing. Rights, probably, yeah, probably licensing. licensing and I, that, to me, that whole trilogy is so quotable. It's perfect. You know, so now I'm part of, you know, I'm back in it just to, you know... <laughs> Punching tables. But um, to me, I saw it. It literally made my week just to see it. I... I will say this. I love that first movie. And Chris Tucker, that was like the top of his career. It was just like the guy could do no wrong. He's taken down the ransom. I mean, he's just like, you want any fives with that? Like, you know, things like that. It's just like really quotable, really great movie. I enjoy the second and third one. They don't ever, they don't go near the first one in like the hierarchy of Rush Hour. See, I think the second one, it was, I don't know why, it, to me, it's the best. I, they just, you probably like Shanghai Noon, don't you? Oh, I thought which, they were. I thought I they knew, were good movies I knew too. It. Did you? <laughs> speaking of which, they, you they don't not like anything. They announced Shanghai Dawn, though. Yeah, they did. But, yeah. but that was years ago. I'm. That what they did the second one like oh seven. Whatever makes money, man. Like Jackie Chan is still viable. The man is like sixty something, probably older. He, he's a beast. He still kicks ass. It's it's incredible to see. And like I love the I love the first Rush Hour. I enjoyed the second and third one. So an anthology coming out. I'm all in. I'll, I'll definitely buy it. I'm still hoping for a fourth. To be honest, ride this train till it's in the ground. Chris Tucker's not doing much right now. Why the heck not? You just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Wrong movie. I know. I just love the threes. In threes, like we gotta go. That's a sewer, Dan Lee. I bet it's that's the best. Freaking love it. I think that just woke up everyone. Uh, I'm going to read word for word what I have on the show rundown. Shoot. For the next piece. So, uh, the accountant and some Kevin Hart bullshit. And then, in par- <laughs> and then in parentheses, what now? I know you're into both of those. No, no. I mean, I'm definitely going to see the accountant. I'm definitely going to see that next Friday. I, I think it looks awesome. You got Speaking of next Friday. You, you got Batman and the Punisher right Good. there. And Commissioner Gordon. This this is true. Although they don't play any of those characters oh, damn in it. that movie, <laughs> the, this I, is I, not a movie about Batman doing his taxes. <laughs> I promise you, Sam. I mean, if you need a movie buddy, you hit me up because I'm I'm all for this movie. He I, lives he lives like right lives, around here. Five oh, minutes really? down the road. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I always go early in the morning. Tickets are like five bucks. Really? Why people go at night and spend like eighteen twenty bucks? I'll never know. I. I am all for this movie. I mean, I, I think Ben Affleck's a great actor. Given the right script, I think he's amazing. Like, especially in all the stuff that he directs himself, you see how what he's capable of. I love Anna Kendrick. I, I, I think she uh, would be my future wife if, you know, 
she wasn't on the other side of the country. <laughs> and um, again, you said it, J.K. Simmons, John Barenthal, great actors, a great just set of people that like, I'll watch them watch paint dry and it'll probably be, you know, pretty entertaining. So I'm, I'm excited. I'll, I want to see this movie. And, and he didn't, he didn't direct this one, right? No, this, this is not his next directed movie. And I can't remember the name of it. Like, uh, live for the night or something like that comes out in January. Uh, old, like thirties mobster flick. You should oh, absolutely I'll, check out the trailer. It looks it'll, it'll be seen. Cause yeah. I mean, I saw the town, which I thought was awesome. And I know I've still been slacking on Argo. I have I, to see it. Argo's great. The town is freaking amazing. Uh, I'm huge. Town's fan. amazing. It, yeah. I know that was amazing. I, seen it quite a few times. I remember, like, I wasn't going to see it, and then someone came to me and was like, hey, you, you like Heat, right? And I was like, oh. yeah, I love Heat. Like, this is the new Heat. Yeah. And I was like, that's a tall order. And I watched it, and I was like, this is the new Heat. And, this movie's solid. And Jeremy Renner surprised me in that in that role. That's where I was you, like, he's, he's great. He's you got to love that scene where Ben Affleck shows up. He says, I can't tell you the details. I can't tell you what's going on. All I can tell you is that I need you to come with me, and some people might get hurt really bad. And he goes, whose car are we taking? Yeah. And it was, it, was just, qu- it was quick, too. Yeah, it's so good. Some other movies coming out this week. Um, we'll get into bullshit Kevin Hart what now, but there's also Max Steel coming out, Christine, Priceless, uh, Deserto, Jack Goes Home, Certain Women coming through the rye. I've purposely left two off, Broken Vows, who cares? But the one that I'm most interested in this week would be Shin Godzilla. Oh, the new guy. The oh, new Godzilla, Godzilla movie, movie coming okay. out in Japan. And it's got great early reviews. It comes out October 11th, whereas everything else comes out that I mentioned. So Broken Vows and Shin Godzilla come out Tuesday the 11th. Everything else coming out October 14th, next Friday. The Accountant, what now, Max Steel. But I'm really excited. I'm going to wait for a uh, dubbed version. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sub kind of guy. I never have been. Anime, I wait for dubs. I don't care how bad the dub is. Depending what it is, if it's like Roni Kenshin live action, I can do the subtitles. Oh, I just man, can't do those it. Those movies are good. Like when I, when I watched Attack on Titan. <laughs> when I watched Attack on Titan live action and I watched it I, subbed. Is that out? I forget well, that no, they. subbed. Okay. I watched it subbed, but like. But, and I just wanted to watch it to watch it. You know, I, I know that they didn't get, you know, a lot of hype around them and they, they weren't necessarily, you know, what we call in the States good. But uh, I, I definitely needed to watch those films. So I did. I put up with the subs. But like a Godzilla film, I don't want to watch it subbed. I want to watch it dubbed because when you watch the old Godzilla movies from the 70s and 80s and, and early 90s up until that bullshit Matthew Broderick United States one, uh, was a the dubs are hilarious. That really yeah. was a masterpiece. You didn't know Godzilla was asexual? That's a lot of fish. <laughs> That's a great movie. The ice skating in Madison Square Garden. I mean, how can you not love that? So we'll, we'll go to Kevin Hart now, the, the bullshit one. And then if you guys want to talk a little Max Steel. You can, I, again. No, just the, the Kevin off. Hart. The only reason I wanted to mention, just because it was filmed in Philly mm-hmm. at the link, so I just thought that was pretty cool. I mean, he, obviously, he's from Philly. He's making a gazillion dollars. I mean, why not just make another movie of your comedy uh, of your stand-up? stand-up? I, 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 Kevin Hart's very hit or miss for me. I, I enjoy a lot of his stand-up, but some of it kind of falls flat for me. I mean, I forgot. I didn't even realize they were still releasing stand-up specials in theaters until now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, we're still doing this. All right, so... I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out on DVD. Yeah, there's, it's something I definitely won't go to the theaters for, but if I see it on demand or something like that, yeah. just just to check it out. You know, I know Greg's not really not really a fan no, of No, I don't want somebody to put their stand-up in theaters. Put it on Netflix like everybody else in the world, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Max Steel, the adventures of teenager Max McGrath and alien companion Steel, who must harness and combine their tremendous new powers to evolve in the turbocharged superhero Max Steel. 
That sounds weird. No, it actually looks pretty good. It, it doesn't look too bad. It is it is banking on all the really great sci-fi Transformers movies that are out right now. It's based on a Mattel toy, and it's it doesn't look bad at all. I mean, it's is it something I'm going to rush to the theater to see? Probably not. I'll go see the accountant first, but it's definitely worth a check it out. You know, maybe on an off week that I don't have anything to see. From a female perspective, there's some lookers. I'll say that. I'm going through the cast now. We got Ben Winchell, Josh Brenner, Maria Bello. Oh, uh, she's a cutie. She's I know that. cutie. Andy Garcia. But then we get to Anna Villafane, Sofia Martinez. Oh, my own. Never heard of him, sadly. Oh, she's, she's a cutie. Yeah, she's a, cutie. she's a looker. So I'm excited about that. She'll, <laughs> we'll add that to the Kate Mara list of women whose faces I enjoy. <laughs> That should be your next top three. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Uh, anything else on the list that, that's coming out that you guys have any interest in? Oh, that's Christine, all I got. Christine, Priceless, Desierto. No, not really. Jack Goes Home. By the way, um, listening to the last couple episodes of uh, That Kind of Nerd, uh, Girl on the Train sucked. Oh, really? Yeah. You saw it? I, never, I, I yeah. didn't see it. I know you guys were kind of talking about it a I lot. had no desire to see it. I think CJ did, right? CJ. With, with, with his wife? Yeah, CJ and his wife. Apparently his wife's a huge fan of the book. Wanted to go see it. Uh, I'm so happy to say that to hear you say that it sucked. Well, I'm sure they'll <laughs> like it. Well, I mean, listen, I never read the book, right? I feel so, vindicated. <laughs> so I'm sure, I mean, you know, I'm sure that... Um, that, that she'll like it because she read the book. I'm sure CJ will like it, you know, if, if you're into that, right? But to me, it was a thriller that's just so predictable, so kind of, eh. Not good. So that I won't see it. Thank you for that. I appreciate yeah, it. Was it. A, there was a quick spoiler-free review, but save yourself the $11 and go see Kevin Hart in what now, brother? <laughs> oh, at least the accountant. Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing we'll talk about movies because we just did upcoming releases. Uh, really recently, I'm talking like minutes before we went on the air, Sam kind of from from the lab, uh, Sam screamed out, Power Rangers teaser, 100 bucks. <laughs> 100 bucks. Uh, uh, Sam, Sam did, uh, while he was dropping something, Power Rangers dropped a teaser trailer. And uh, it looks really good. Yeah, it looked okay. I mean, of course, I want to see him full. I want to see the suits. Well, they know. dropped the suits on Friday. Well, yeah, Thursday or but Friday. I wanted, I wanted to see him. Like. They look badass. I want to see him in motion, fighting. But it, for what I saw, I like it. I I am extremely excited. I mean, I grew up watching the original Power Rangers series. It came on right after the X-Men Spider-Man Hour on Fox Kids. So I'm super excited for this movie. It's a teaser. I was not expecting no. to see the suits. Although, like, right. that g- brief glimpse you got at the end of the suits kind of coming up over them. I was like, oh. And then it just dropped. I was like, oh, yeah. man. No Brian Cranston, no Bill Hader in the in the teasers. No Alpha, no Zordon. But enough to get you hype. No Elizabeth Banks, right? Very quick. Yeah, you see Very, quick, very quick second of Elizabeth yeah. Banks. But, 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 you know what? I'm still excited. I mean, it's going to be, you know what it is? It's going to be a bunch of people our age going to see this. Oh, easily. That's what, and that's what it's going to be. be. And that's what it's going to be. And you I'm think, super excited about that. You think there's going to be any original Rangers like JDF or anything like I would, that? I have no idea, but I would love Amy to Joe see. Johnson. She's going to come back. I would love to see just little cameos. I don't care if they're like their high school teachers or something, just something in there. Like, oh my God, like that's a, Like that's a him. Stan Lee type cameo. Yeah. So, that would be something awesome. Where, where you don't make mention that it's the old Power Rangers. They're just in it. Yeah, they're like, just that's what I would like. By and the way, true fans will see that. Like, oh my god! Did you hear that Stanley? Just in case, God forbid, he's Film already filmed gosh. his like next four. Yeah, I, I did read that. Yeah, just just, and I hate that that thought, but yeah, you so. take that back. Do not oh, put yeah, that out there. He he is getting up there. He's ninety three. He's ninety three and looking okay. as young as ever. Wow! God, god bless, bless him. him. Seriously. 
Jinx, you know we're going to high five on the You're air. You're that one. Bam. You're that one, brother. All right, so I'm literally going to put my phone down. I'm literally going to uh, go to the bathroom real quick okay. because I could care less about the next few things we're going to talk wow. about. I'm going to leave it for you guys. Let me guess. Arrow, arrow, we're going to transition to television. we got television and video games still to talk about. Uh, arrow season five premiere, uh, what, last week or this, this past week, this right? Past this past Wednesday. Um, has some fans divided. Uh, should the character be killing? Should he not be? Uh, but a lot of people liked it. What were your guys' thoughts on the Arrow season five premiere? I know we had like a quick minute to talk before, and I said it was the best you know, season premiere since season two. It, it really was. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens. It set up a lot of stuff that moving forward with this new archer in town um, and the fact that he's got to put together a new team. Like, it, I, I think this is a really good opportunity for the show to kind of hit reset and everything that people have problems with in season four in a little bit of season three. Um, I think it's a turn to time to rectify it. That being said, Ali is a character in the whole, does he kill? Does he not kill thing? I, that's my one biggest complaint about this episode was the characters take a complete step back. Now he went from not killing like from since midway through season two to now he's just like, Oh, well screw it. You know, I, I got to put people down. Otherwise they're going to come back and like, Ali, I thought you were over this. I thought you kind of went through this already. So I was, I'm on the fence. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd rather him not kill. I mean, I think we, like you said, we got this, the first season, we got that out of the way. Um, I do like his suit though. I think that's the best he ever looked out of, all five seasons so far. I know they said this is the last, um, the flashback season. Yes. And then, you know, we actually which, get to see Dolph Lundgren eventually. Which has been a huge complaint of a lot of people. It's like, oh, I'm so sick of the flashbacks. I'm like, well, you know, they, they set up this model since day one. Like, I don't know, A, why you're surprised, or B, like, it usually does have something to do with the main story, tying it back in. Uh, but this should be the last year, because he was away for five years, and then Arrow started, and in the first flashback, five years ago, is literally his last year away from Star City. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do with it. I think it's I love Dolph Lundgren. Uh, anything, he, he just needs to say, I will break you, whatever <laughs> I, I context. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that comes. But this episode did a lot more, like, special effects in, in towards the end there where he, like, is riding through the, uh, the helicopter and, like, he has to parachute down with this oh, the parachute arrow. arrow. I didn't awesome. know it existed, <laughs> but I was super excited to see it. Um so, like, I was, they really amped up the action a whole other level. And I think that's what this entire season's going to be, because you see all the crime lords, like, at the end of that episode, kind of banding together, saying, we need to, if we're going to do this, we need to work together. And it should be interesting to see where it goes. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I want to see him kind of get the new team together, start their training. I think I did hear Roy was coming back for a few episodes. That would be awesome. I miss Roy. I really do. And out of the new team, like, Wild Dog, okay. Like, I was never a huge fan of yeah, him in the comic books. Same here. The only, like, person I'm really interested in seeing is the evolution of Mr. Terrific. I, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. I'm like, okay. Because Mr. Terrific is, is a definitely underappreciated character in the DC universe. And, and it looks like he's got a little long way to go to kind of, you know, get to Mr. Terrific level, yeah. you know? I, I if this season ends with him just painting the T on his face or something, I don't care. I, and, and getting, like, because we've already seen the T-spheres. Yep. 
um, using those as weapons, oh, I, I would be so in for that. I'm extremely excited about that. And I know they, you know, I know Stephen Mel tweeted, I guess their hundredth episode picture. You kind of see him and Deathstroke sitting on a bench. I, I, I hope it, that wasn't just a little tease. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back in a big way. Because I know like after, you know, I guess man who like, kind of got written out of the show, I guess he kind of said that he was a little disappointed how they kind of wrote and kind of ended with Deathstroke, which I was too. I, I was pissed. Yeah. I mean, but you know, they ended it in the way that he could always come back. And from what I've read, and this will kind of go into something we'll probably talk about a little bit more later, Flashpoint's events have affected Arrow somehow. And I'm interested to see how that kind of plays out. Maybe it plays out that Deathstroke never got caught. Maybe he just went into hiding or something and he can come back pretty easily. I don't know, but I love that guy's Deathstroke. I think season two of Arrow was by far the best season. Same here. Um, and. If they bring him back and he comes back in a big way to kind of take down Holly, I think it would be amazing. Oh, I, I hope and pray. And then like we'll go right to to Flash. What do you think of Flashpoint? I I love this show. And this, Arrow had the best season premiere of its season uh, of this of its show run, but this was probably the best season premiere I have seen in any show in years. Um, this. Flash, every time, I don't think it can get any better. It does something and just amps it up and gets so much better. And Flashpoint was no different. And just seeing, you're seeing Barry so happy. And you're just like, yes, he finally has everything. But everything, you know everything's going to go wrong. You know he can't be happy for too long. You're looking at him and just he's just smiling. Like, you're looking at his mom and dad. You're like, well, Barry, enjoy it. Because it's probably only going to last another 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and, and this show just finds a way to just, like, pluck that heartstring. And, like, I don't show emotion during television shows. I'm usually very good at, like, kind of separating that stuff. But that scene where he's having dinner or breakfast with, with his parents and you're just like, oh. Oh my god! Like he's just so happy to be there. There's just something about that show that, that just tugs at the heartstrings. You know, it's yeah. it's all well acted and something that that Greg might be a little excited to hear that the rival, the actor that played him was Todd Lassens, who played Julius Caesar in yeah. Spartacus. They yeah. basically recruited every actor from Spartacus and brought him the Flash and Arrow. We talk about it all the time of how underappreciated that show is. So it's to a see great show. That, yeah, I, I'm I'm an extreme fan of that show. But back to Flash. I mean, Flash has always been one of my favorite DC characters. If we were going to rank DC characters, Flash would probably be number one for me. I think um, he was my number two. I think. I think it was in a past episode. But, but yeah, yeah I, he's way to go, Brian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but he's always he's always got great stories because of his um, his potential to be able to manipulate time and go to different universes. He's always had a great uh, backlog of stories and rogues and everything. But the reverse flash is, is amazing in this episode. And just when I thought Tom Cavanaugh was amazing as a reverse no, flash. And you're just like, this guy is reverse flash. And then Matt Leshner coming on to, to kind of rep- reprise his role again. And you're like, I don't know if he can be as good. He's as good maybe even better that scene between him and Barry where he's like, you're going to come back and you're going to beg me oh. to kill your mother. Oh, oh. and when, when, oh he, when he says, say, say it. it, Oh man, I was like, say, oh, no. I want to hear you say it. And I'm like, Oh God, Barry, this I was is like, you poor so bastard. You poor bastard. Um, so good. And I just can't wait to see, you know, obviously reverse flash has done something to screw things up. Iris is not around anymore. So now we're back to the, Oh, well, how is he going to fix this? We're back to square one, back to square (laughs) one. Like Iris was ready to go. And then now she's like, I don't even know these people. Um, I'm interested to see how they address this and fix this and kind of bring Iris back to where they were before. Cause 
if I take if I have one more season of the will they won't they yeah I know it's, I just I'm just gonna break down and just into a, a fetal position and just cry you, you need something new and I know I'm sure you heard that they said that we're gonna see Mirror Master finally I'm in this super season. excited for Mirror Master I'm super excited for Doctor Alchemy um, to you know Flash again has such a great rogues gallery and it wasn't until like maybe 20 years ago that somebody took those rogues and like really made him pertinent and made them interesting and now to see those versions on the screen it's super exciting yeah, right? it's amazing i can't wait season three i'm sure it's gonna probably be the best one yet i i hope so i definitely hope so switching back from dc back to marvel uh announced for march 17th of 2017 sam i know you're hype brian you might be hype iron fist oh jesus i mean th- this was one where i didn't know how they were going to try to incorporate his powers, because he has an, an interesting, awesome backstory. I, yeah. I assume you know Iron Fist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of Iron Fist. I, I love the character. I love the concept. He's one of those characters that worked really well in the 70s. And since then, they've been trying really hard to bring him back and make it work. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it sticks. Sometimes it doesn't. And I, I've always thought I, the whole inspiration behind him and Shang-Chi, the whole Bruce Lee martial arts kung fu, like that's what I grew up on as a kid, like watching Enter the Dragon and Return of the Dragon. So like I love that stuff. And so to see this updated in the hands of Netflix and Marvel, I'm extremely excited to see how this works. Um, You know, it's a very Batman-esque story where he goes away for a while. He he learns the the Iron Fist and he learns the ways of martial arts and comes back to kind of reclaim his city, reclaim his company. Should be really cool. I am super excited. I like the guy they got to play him. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Loris Tyrell, whatever. Yeah, that, whatever that, that, the that's the name, name that jumped in my head. <laughs> um, and again, just one more step towards the defenders, and that's got me all hyped. Yeah, I can't wait to see him with just Lou, him and Luke Cage because you know they always had their you know they Luke got Cage the heroes from higher. Yeah, um, it should be an interesting, hopefully dynamic. And who knows? I mean, after Defenders, uh, because of the way, you know, kind of Luke Cage wraps up. I mean, maybe season two of Luke Cage is season two Luke Cage Iron Fist Heroes for Hire. Who knows? Um, I, I again, I'm just super excited. It is such a great time to be a nerd oh, and, and to be in love with this stuff. The past 20 years has just been Every time I don't think I can't get any more excited for this stuff, something happens, a trailer drops, a movie poster comes out. I'm just like, I am seven, eight years old all over again. I'm just sitting there in the movie theater like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, And the only, I think, other series they could announce on Netflix to get me more excited would be Moon Knight. I, he's one of my favorite Marvel characters. You know, you've said it a couple times. I listen to your podcast, and every time I hear it, I A, read somewhere that that's maybe on the, the docket. And B, I love Moon Knight. He is, you want to talk about a story that you can tell over 13 episodes, his multiple personalities and his like just inner demons that he's constantly fighting. It's got to be a great Netflix series. I'd love to see that too. I'm right there with be- you. Because a movie, it's not enough time. He, no. he needs way more time, no way. way more story to tell. Yeah, I like Shovel Knight. <laughs> what? You never know. Shovel Knight, the NES game? No, not the, it's or, not the NES game. game it's or, recent. It's a recent game, but it's 8-bit. It's made in the style of an NES game. Uh, <laughs> come on, guys. Sorry, man. Shovel Knight does not have multiple personalities last time I checked. I know. I don't think but he he's does. he's got multiple shovels. Here's, uh. here's what would be interesting if they did a Moon Knight series, because I'm sure you know Moon Knight, his multiple personalities started to manifest as people he knew, people yep. he looked up to, Captain America, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. Oh, you read that whole storyline? I read that, that awesome. whole storyline awesome. by Charlie Houston. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm interested to see if they do that. 
can we start seeing some more merging of the TV universe and the movie universe? That's the one thing that's missing from this that I would love to see is a little bit more crossover. I would say it's it's probably only a matter of time. It's got to be. Because Marvel, they got their movies down. They got their Netflix series down. Luke Cage broke Netflix. The, the servers went down for three hours Saturday night. Because of the amount of traffic. Yeah, because of the amount of traffic they were getting. Everybody's assuming it's because of Luke Cage. Servers went down for three hours Saturday night, the day after Luke Cage dropped. And these shows are just, they're they're that good. I'm not surprised at all. Like, it's, they're getting so much more recognition that, like, Come on, like they're smart enough to be able to merge these universes and not ruin the thing that they have going on. So I, I really want to see that happen. And, and what did you think of Luke Cage, real, real quick? I was highly impressed with Luke Cage. I don't know about you, but this was the the show when they announced the the four Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. That I was like, I don't know. I, I've never been a huge Power Man fan. Power Man again is one of those characters we've always tried to give him something to do and. It never works. It, it kind of he's always had like six issue miniseries that was yeah. supposed to be an ongoing like things like that. So I was like, I'm not sure about this, but I, I got into it and it took me about three or four episodes. But about, after about episode four, I was like, all right, I'm bought in. Remember that time I said I was going to keep going after episode one? No, you I didn't. didn't. Uh, I didn't. I, to me, with these Netflix shows, I, I feel like you need at least four episodes. Yeah. That's like at least the initial to get into it. Because it, to me, Luke Cage, it's, the first episode was a little slow to, to set up everything. But, I mean, in episode four, a little spoiler, you kind of finally you get to see him in his, in his original ghetto. In the, which, in the bands with the tiara and the yellow shirt. You got to love that. It, it was awesome to see. That's why I hope Greg gives it another chance. But we, I no, <laughs> I will. I will say this. These, these these Netflix shows they're a slow burn and like but I could point out to one moment in Daredevil one moment in Jessica Jones where I just got bought in the hallway fight oh, in, yeah. in episode two of Daredevil that was just like I'm in I'm in for the long haul um, and, that and, when he smashes Kingpin smashes his head in episode right with four. the car door that was um, but Luke Cage it took about till season uh, or episode four or five where they kind of go back into his origin and you saw him with the tiara he punches the wall he goes sweet Christmas which Anybody who's a fan of Luke Cage, is it, that's his catchphrase. And you're like, all right, I'm in. Like, this is good. And, and the thing the show did really well, and if you want to hear more, you can listen to That Kind of Nerd because we actually talked about it this weekend as well, uh, which drops Monday. But You had, like, you're almost like your spoiler cast, right? You give it a week. A, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we, we did the first six episodes, a little bit of a spoiler cast. We'll do the next six next week or the next seven for uh, next week. But... What I talked about heavily is Harlem, the kind of environment that Harlem is in that show is great. It's almost like a a driving force of the story. It's a driving force of the characters, like little people that show up for one scene. They have their own personality. They have their own backstory. And it's really cool to see that. That show did really well. And it, it... you know, for a guy who's bulletproof and kind of he's the Superman almost where nothing can hurt him. Why do I care about this character? Yeah. They made you care about Harlem. So you cared about why he was fighting for Harlem. So I was all on board for it. I loved it. Exactly. Like you said, the Harlem was good. You know, Misty Knight was I thought yeah, the actress that played her she was, was great. great. Yeah. Um, I know it was great music throughout the whole the whole show. I mean, you even had Method Man had a nice yep. episode 12. I think he had a nice little rap, a little cameo. Um, and he. And Sway, Sway, I think that was the radio host guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, some great music. And I'm not normally, I'm not a hip-hop rap guy. Um, this this soundtrack had, like, this, like, funk hip-hop. It almost felt like an updated Shaft album. Yeah, like, I, okay, and it was, I, can, I can see that. You got that feeling from it, and I was all on board. I was like, I, I would love to download these on, on my iTunes, but I don't want to get shot, so I'm just going <laughs> to enjoy them in the show. 
and, and then another, I know, I'm not going to say who it is, but there's a lot of teasers for upcoming characters. For I'm, I'm mm-hmm. assuming you've seen it, but I don't want to spoil Spider-Man. it. Spider Man. That's it. <laughs> I, I, I just don't, I don't want to say who it is, but it, it, they're just setting up the whole Defenders, and I, I yeah. really can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting and uh, Defenders. Well, Iron Fist is March of 2017. Defenders is September of 2017. So we don't have much time to go. A year will pass by real quick, and I have plenty of stuff in between to kind of oh, keep yeah. me busy. <laughs> Definitely. Reeling it back a little bit, we're gonna close out the television segment. Um, one show that recently premiered, none of us has seen it yet, so we're not going to talk about it yet, but it's getting great reviews. Go see Westworld. Uh, I plan on it. Sam will plan on it. Brian, I'm sure we'll see it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, please go see that, uh, and then we'll, we'll kind of discuss that as we go there because it's something that's really speaking to me. But but uh, Season 7, Episode 1 of Shameless uh, just premiered on it on Showtime. They released it early like they do for the past few years, um, but this past Sunday night it, it dropped live on Showtime. Uh, what would you think? Our girl's back, baby. Emmy? Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. It's the, the and she show. doesn't have to be 12 years old in Stranger Things anymore. <laughs> and it's... The show never disappoints. They always have a story Except to Except for the last two seasons when it disappointed. Well, I, I mean, I, I still liked it, you know. <laughs> of course you did. That's I, I still what you like do. It. It's shameless. Sam That's is it. the guy who likes everything. No, the I'm the guy who has to be the dickhead and has to be the real one who has to then go against and, and try to talk him off of the ledge. That's what I do. And then I get the shit for it. The happening was garbage. The, the new Fantastic Four was great. the worst movie I ever seen in my the, life. The new Fant- I, did, I never said it was good. I said Kate well, Marlowe's I mean, hot. That's I all I said. hit you with a quick two that I absolutely And Iron Man 3. I, I did dislike Iron Man 3. I dislike. Hate, hate's a strong a, word. Hate's, hate's a strong, strong word. word. Dislike is a better word. It's not on the level of, let's say, ISIS. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You went there. Holy crap. Oh. What did you think? So anyway, back back to Shameless. No, but it was good. I mean, I'll tell you what. Kev's character? Oh, I, so I, funny. I love it. Yeah. Steve Howey is funny as shit. I love that they did the whole Svetlana thing. and Because and, they were the couple that was never going to break up. So to bring in a third character where they're still never going to break up, but to give them something that's not just the two of them being totally in love. I love the marriage storyline they did a few years ago. That was really clever. Uh, but now it's it's really, really good with three babies, two girls. He's as happy as can possibly be. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you be? Yeah, and still running and still running the bar. So that's really fun. But I think, uh, listen, no spoilers. But uh, Carl's foreskin. Oh, I was puked. Deb's de, de, uh, Carl's foreskin. Deb's theft. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, lips recovery. Oh, lips demand. I love. I love his system. Ian being a psycho, stalker. Right. Ian stalking, and uh, I guess Frank's uh, should should be dead. Somehow alive. Yeah. Somehow alive. And then Fiona, uh, her. I guess stress is the best way to put what she's going through. So each character has a storyline going right now, like eight arcs at once. Um, by the way, Ian grew up real fast. Not Ian. Uh, Jesus. The, the, the uh, little man. Give it to me. Carl? No. I know. I can't think of his name. The I, baby. I, I know. Oh. I'm sorry. Why I'm can't a, I think of it? I'm having a brain fart. Liam. Right? Liam. That's Liam. Liam. He grew up like crazy fast, um, but everybody's got an arc. I really like where they're going because it's not telling one crazy story like Karen getting hit by the car or anything like that. Yeah. It's not telling anything like that to that level, but it's still – it's getting back to you know, a little edgy. You know, They used to do all the nudity stuff. They're, not, they're, they're kind of roaming back on that. If you notice, Game of Thrones has kind of pulled back on the nudity now that they have the viewers. and Shameless is, true. Pull, right, and Shameless is pulling back on the nudity. You know, I think for the first six seasons, every episode one, Emmy Rossum was topless. I'm almost positive. I'm th- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a thing, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. This one was very, very 
it's not so shameless anymore, you know, to pardon oh, I'm the sure pun. It's, the fun's just but, beginning. But it's it's got places to go. I'm excited. It was just a solid. It wasn't nothing jumped off the page, but it was a solid premiere, and it was much better than the piece of shit uh, season. I think oh. season five sucked, Whoa. but I know season six was definitely be gentle. Not that good. They weren't good. They just weren't. They weren't that good. Let's be real. No, I'm, they were I'm not as exciting as the other seasons. And I'm sorry you have to like everything. I'm sorry, man. You're I'm a positive gonna, guy. Yeah, whatever. Six feet under with a smile on your face, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Never saw that show. Do you watch Shameless? I actually don't watch Shameless. And, and last time we talked, uh, you were like, oh, you got to watch this show. Seven seasons is really huge undertaking. Um, Ash got through it in, in three days. It's a type of show where you you, you, can you, you can't stop, yeah, at least can, for me. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. I do love Emmy Rossum since uh, she was Bulma in Dragon Ball, so I'm all I'm all in. I'm Emmy Rossum. When I first saw Emmy Rossum was in The uh, Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. And Jimmy Steve actually played Goku yeah. in that Dragon Ball movie. Yep. Oh, and, really? Same yep. guy? Yeah, okay. Jimmy Steve uh, from Weeds fame, too. Yep. His two-episode two appearance? Yeah, he was in a lot more than that. He was comes it? back a little bit. He, he was in at least four or five, six episodes, but he's really good. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where I first saw Jimmy Steve. Uh, just a shame that Dragon Ball movie wasn't. It was wasn't terrible. Better. Evolution sucked balls. Yeah, no, that, that's another one. I, it's, I'm sad to say wasn't good. Which is actually kind of why I'm. It hurts. I'm I'm kind of doubtful about Gears. To be honest, the Gears movie. It's very rare that a good video game yep. adaptation movie comes out that is good. Right. I think maybe the first three Resident Evils is probably the last time I could say. It's a decent movie, cause, but they have nothing to do with the game, so yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just the name and the concept. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see Assassin's Creed, too. We're going to see yeah, about that we'll one. We'll see about that one. Um, Prince of Persia sucked, yep. too. Yeah. So. I thought it was okay. Hey, Sam, good. It's good okay. for you, man. We're making it's, progress. It's okay. We're making progress. Uh, we're going to switch over to video games to end out the episode. Um, no spoilers, because the game's not out yet, but Gears of War 4 releases October 11th, this coming Tuesday. It's going to be the most hype release. I'm super excited. Xbox's Game of the Year. It's probably going to definitely, I shouldn't say probably, definitely going to beat out Halo 5 in terms of popularity eventually. Um a bunch of places have released. I mean, well, first of all, the coalition who's making the game has basically released the entire game. Um, they've they've put they had hours and hours and hours of let's plays and hours and hours of footage already. I've stayed away from all of it. I'm really excited that I'm going to go into it completely spoiler free. I have no idea. I I would assume I kind of know what happens. I'm going to go ahead and say Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, Han Solo. That's that's where I'm going to say. Spoiler. I'll stop there. I'll stop there. Yeah. That would be my guess. If that's something like that happens, um, but in a better way, because uh, Ben and Han are, were were not friends in Episode Seven, uh, Kylo Ren. And, but you know, anyway. So Marcus basically from the Gears uh, takes place twenty something years later, uh, still on Sarah, new threat, blah blah blah. We've talked about that a million times. Takes place over the course of one night, which is really awesome. I uh, don't have to go weeks and months into a story. You can get it all done, and it makes it feel like you're playing the same event through, and you see it from beginning to end. Um, JD and his two friends, JD Phoenix is Marcus's son, Marcus and Anya, Anya Stroud, uh, from the previous games. Uh, Marcus is old man Marcus now, much like Kratos, much like Logan. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a different type of character. It's going to pass the torch to the new Gears, the COD Coalition. I'm really excited about that. Um, you're going to see Coltrane. You might see Baird. You're definitely not going to see Dom. Um, you know, R. I R. assume R. he's dead. R.I.P. <laughs> Dom, Gears 3. See ya. But... Um, 
what you you will see a cast of characters, but except for if you did pre-order it, you do get Zombie Dom as a playable character in multiplayer, Ooh, brother. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I'm excited as hell for the story. That's what I'm going to jump into before multiplayer. Uh, I maybe I don't know. Ryan Ryan and I like to play a lot of Gears. So well, you got to get that. good first. Online people are professionals. I mean, I've played Gears since 2006, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> sorry. I'm not the gamer I used to be. So. Um, but I, I'm pumped to jump back in it. On multiplayer wise, it's got your death matches, but there's a new, there's two new dodgeballs a really good concept where if it's like it's five on five and then as you get killed um it's five on four then if the four team kills somebody on the five team while they get under four you get a guy back so it's like first one to, to go down to zero and you can kind of tag back in and out just like in dodgeball that's really neat but the multiplayer mode that i'm excited for the most they kind of took it from call of duty's gun game but you have to get three kills with each type of weapon in order to win so you start with the lowest weapon you get three kills with that as a team and then you move up to the next weapon then the next weapon then the next weapon makes it a little harder and whoever gets three kills with each weapon wins the round and that's what i'm really excited for to play that mode so gears of war 4 looks really good Unfortunately, as a PlayStation owner, I will not be playing that, sadly. Ah, well, I got two Xbox controllers and an Xbox One three inches from Brian's, so uh, we, you, you're welcome to any time. See what we can do here. Anytime. But since you are a PS4 guy, we'll transition. PSVR comes out October 14th, this coming Friday. So does Two Tongues. But... Uh, PSVR comes out, it's getting good reviews. Uh, a lot of places are giving it 7, 8 out of 10, saying that while it doesn't have the visual fidelity as, let's say, the HTC Vive or the Oculus Rift, it's half the price and still a pretty good peripheral. Is it $400? $400. Pretty good peripheral. You However, you need the PlayStation camera 60 bucks. and PlayStation Move controllers. They're selling the whole bundle, all of it, for 500 uh, that's a little steep for me. I probably won't be getting the VR. I'm, I just don't game as much as I used to, even though I did just pre-order Titanfall 2, but... I'm probably going to pass and just, you know, kind of see what people think and go from there. Yeah, I'm a, VR is really a gimmick for me. I, I mean, I'm really interested in, like, the Batman VR experience and things like that. They dropped the first 12 minutes. It's amazing. I've heard amazing it's things It's amazing. Oh, look you're, at that. You're child Bruce. You watch what happens to his parents from that perspective. Then you get to go into the Batcave, and as you descend into the Batcave, you get the suit put on you. Oh, that's it's pretty sweet. so badass. We'll we'll take a look at it after the show. I'll show you. Um, that would be the reason I buy it. Five hundred dollars for a game that I hear is pretty damn short, though. Yeah, like an hour. It's like an hour. I, I don't know if it's worth it. I'll, I'll watch it on YouTube or something like that. Well, VR is going to be an experience thing. It's not going to be a full fledged game for a while. I mean, VR is this is the beginning of it, mm-hmm. right? The downside to PSVR is it becomes it comes with a big box that you have to fit somewhere else that needs its own power source that you plug into the PS4. And it's when you look at where my PS4 is, it literally fits directly under my television. So it's yeah, I got no room to wiggle. Say, you're, you're, I got none. You're running out of room, my friend. And, and that's going to be my Wii U that I'm hooking up a little bit later today. I want to I want to dust that off and get back into Mario Maker before it drops on the 3DS. Um, but I don't have any room in my entertainment center for a VR, much less the headset. It's got to stick out the front because that's where the USB ports on the PS4 are. So that's a little bit of a downside. It's going to be ugly basically when you're when you have it plugged in. But VR is more of an experience driven thing. It's not a full fledged 15 hour campaign yet. That'll get there, but experiences like Batman VR, like Riggs, like Resident Evil. I believe Resident Evil 7 signed a year exclusivity deal with PSVR before it can go to Oculus and the Vive. So that's going to be exciting, too. Yeah, that's smart. VR is it's, – it's the way games are going. To me, it's not going to be a gimmick. I think it's going to be uh, you see almost this taking essential. Off? I see it taking off in a big way because how much better can gaming get 
at its current visual state. Honestly, I don't know. You know, frame rate can go up, right? 1080p to 4K can go up. That's going to be fine. But they're already releasing 4K machines, except for Sony, because they suck it. They 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 blew that one. They blew that one. they blew it. They, Let's just say what it is. No, they did. They, 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 they definitely dropped the ball a little bit. But I they're 20 million the units one, ahead, so you know. it's okay. I'm so glad that the one game that I would play on Xbox would be in 4K, really. Which would be Gears. Gears. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And, I, and to be truthful, you know, I would love to get the VR right out of the box. Right. I always skip level one tech, though. I'll wait for a revision, um, if at all. But the camera and then the move sticks and then, you know, and then the VR itself. That's a five hundred. That's more than I spent on the PS4, yeah. right? That's a whole. That's a second console. What kind of experience is we talking? I got to then download them to the hard drive that I own. That's already out of space. Right? My hard drive. My hard drive's gone. I'm done. I got to delete things from my hard drive in order to play new games. So, to me, you know, I just don't see VR happening for me. Um, I'm switching back to Galaxy soon, and they give you that free kind of light version of of whatever they call it, Samsung's thing that's powered by Oculus. That's a good enough VR experience for me. Just plug it in, you know, watch a little Netflix or something like that, or or you know, look down from the top of the Eiffel Tower or something. And I'm good with that. Um, to me, the only thing I would really, really want out of the box would be Batman VR. And, and I'll tell you though, it, it looks sick, but not for five hundred dollars plus the cost of VR. I mean, I, I definitely want to see what the game is about. But yeah, like you said, five hundred, eh, a little steep for me. Yep. You need to make some Bruce Wayne money to, to be able to afford that. Yeah, or or hit some some kind of lottery. I need it. So we wouldn't be able to go a week without talking about Pokemon. And this is one of my favorite segments, by the way. Aw. I, I, I love so, hearing how your progress progresses here. So I'll leave it up to you guys. Do you want to talk about the new Sun and Moon trailer? Do you want to talk about the Pokemon Go update? Do you want to talk about Generations? <clears throat> Or Sam's update first. We got all four topics to cover. You tell me. Do I'm not gonna... say that. You're acting like a woman go, for go dinner. Right, go right down the list. How's that? We'll go right down the list. Fine. We're going to start off with the new Sun and Moon trailer that dropped recently showing the starter evolutions. Wow. That was a huge trailer to drop. They're giving away a lot, a lot, a lot up front. But um, uh, Litten, Poplio, and... Rallet, I believe, uh, are uh, the original starters. They got their next evolutions coming in the form of Dartrix, Toracat, and Brian. Uh, looks like no matter kind of where you're going to go there, it's something cute or, or fun, whatever. Uh, but getting into it real quick, uh, Litten evolving into Toracat, so it remains a fire type. Basically, it has a little cowlick. Uh, it's got a bell around its neck made out of fire. Um, and and uh, when it gets mad and goes to attack, that bell kind of expands into a flame. It looks pretty sweet. Any any thoughts on that? It just looks like a cat to me. Yeah, it's just a bigger cat. <laughs> uh, Rallet going into Dartrix. Uh, it's got a hair flip before it attacks, or when it's sitting there still, it just goes like that and flips the hair out of its eyes. Have oh, the owl, they, they, they have an owl looking yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's literally it's an owl looking one. It's got a bow tie. Um, it, it can laugh a little bit. I mean, it's, it's cute. And then Brian's getting shit on just like Poplio did because it's wearing a dress and people are fucking making a big deal that it looks too feminine. Like, give me a goddamn break, people. <laughs> are you serious? They, they need something to complain about. Are you serious? Like, if, if, if you don't want it, don't pick it. You get three options as a starter. If you don't, just don't pick it, right? I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people out there, right? And this is not meant to be sex, sexist or anything like that. But I'm sure, like, the female kind of, you know, Population of gamers are going to maybe go to Breon as a starter or Poplio as a starter because when it evolves and it gets you know a little bit more feminine, it's wearing a dress. Like, yeah, that might appeal to them. I don't know, right? I, I'm not a female nor a, a female gamer, so whatever. Yeah. Um, 
but like maybe that's the way you'll go. And it's it's cute. No, I won't be picking the water starter. I'm probably gonna go Rallet grass starter. Looks badass. Emo hair flip. I'm into that. <laughs> that's a pretty good thing. That's um, up your alley. Yeah, but it's it's really neat. Um, I, you know, we, we'll stick with the kind of design function of them. Uh, not really much to talk about in terms of um, abilities or move sets or anything like that. They just kind of released the the trailer that shows them. They're giving a lot away up front. Uh, they they showed also something called uh, Isla of Beans or Isle of Beans, whatever. It's basically a mini game thing where you can take your Pokemon that are just sitting in your box, wasting away, and go send them off to play mini games. So you do something else instead of just having them sit there. That's pretty neat. But what they did announce was an, uh, a demo coming out. I believe it's October 18th. Yes, sir. They're releasing a demo. And the cool thing is, while you have my 3DS hostage during that point, pissed, download the demo for me, please. Um, I'm not no. going to play the demo. I probably won't either. But you do get a gift. Uh, for playing the demo, or at least downloading the demo, in Ash the form Green of, uh, is that his name? Try it again. Try it one more time. Ash Green Ninja, something like that. Perfect. <laughs> Greninja. There it is. Okay. <laughs> I was so, about to say. So, Gr- is- so Greninja is Froki, the water starter in X and Y. Okay. It's its final evolution. So it's a ninja frog. Because I looked at him. I think I've seen him before in the game, but I don't know the new it's gents also, like that. It's also in the new Super Smash yeah, Bros. Okay. For Wii U. Um, and in the anime. Ash's Greninja fuses with Ash. So it becomes one with Ash and like transforms and like kind of looks like Ash. So you actually get that. You actually get that for downloading and playing the demo. And then I read when you get it, you can also transfer it to your actual game when you get it. It's correct. Yeah. You can put it up in the bank or you can play it with Sun and Moon. I'll put it up in the bank. I'll never play with it. I don't like to use event Pokemon or legendary Pokemon when I'm battling. Um, So I'll I'll throw that up there. But it is nice to have. And it's a cool little gift for downloading a free demo that I won't play because, again, spoilers. You know what I mean? I want to stay away from the game. until That and I have your 3DS. That (laughs) and I don't have a 3DS right now. What's next on the list, brother? Okay, you're done. Right. Done talking about that. What? There was more? I thought that's all I, I saw. Okay. No problem. Uh, Pokemon Go update. Um, we haven't really touched. Th- this is Greninja, Sam. Oh, he looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's badass. Is that the Ash Greninja? That's, that's yeah. what came up in Google. Yep, that's Ash Greninja. Me. It totally is. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, so, Pokemon Go uh, had an update. Uh, Brian, we talked about, about it a little bit before the show. We really haven't played the app I in a long time. I haven't opened it in weeks. Probably since... Like, the update with the buddy, the companion came out. I actually went in, set my buddy, and I haven't opened it. Same. No, I'm still at 1.6K <laughs> on my first buddy egg. I have not even hatched one buddy egg. And yesterday, not egg, uh, candy. Candy. Yesterday was the first day I turned it on, probably like two, three weeks at least. And I, I caught a war turtle. I was like, all right, you know. But that was the last time I played it. Yeah, I turned it on just because of the update. So basically, yeah, this here. new update uh, now makes e- uh it makes it easier to catch rare things and basically the way it works is uh kind of long story short if you've caught it already it makes it easier to catch again so you can get the the evolutions get the candy and i'll I'll tell you my house is a dead zone for pokemon go which i kind of like it forces me to go out and walk i can't just catch things in my house turn it on last night to get the update and a weedle popped up and i was like that is the first time since the app came out on july 7th that something actually popped up in my house so maybe now when i'm kind of just oh and i caught an eevee too just messing around in my house so maybe now it gives me a little incentive when i'm messing around or have 10 minutes or whatever if i'm watching tv laying around i'll throw the app on for two seconds and see if anything pops up yeah. in the house. You never know. And I know Niantic, they did say that they were going to have, I guess, a couple, I guess, every few weeks to have, like, a new, I guess, new addition to the game, a new update. And I'm waiting for that Gen 2 drop, man. <laughs> waiting for that Gen 2 they're, drop. Well, they're probably due for it, right? Probably 
within the next six months or so, I'd assume. I mean, I will say this. If it's truly going to make rarer Pokemon, you know, pop up a little bit for... Because I have the base evolution of nearly everything. It's it's the other evolutions that I'm working on, and I am so sick. That's why I stopped playing. I'm so sick of catching Weedles and Pidgeys and Drowsies. Like, I have so many candies for them. I, I don't want to see them again. Um, so if I could start getting some of the things that like I don't have, like Jatinis and things like that, that I have the first evolution of, but I need more to evolve it. Coughing was one of them that I haven't seen another one since the first time I caught it. Same. I'm, I'm all in. He, he was like, I think the one episode I needed one coughing and on the way home from the podcast, I caught it and got wheezing. I, oh, thought, that was pretty, I yeah. thought it was pretty funny. But like, yeah, like the same stuff, all the, like the Pokemon, you either hatch an egg or the, that's the only time you see them. They, yeah. they just sit there and you don't, Boom. You know, then you don't, you don't touch them. It, it, it's, you know, disheartening. It stinks. It gets boring after a while. You caught like seventeen new things. Yeah, dude, I went nuts, dude. Well, dude, I had to go through Victory Victory Road. That thing yeah. took me forever. So, uh, to everyone's favorite segment, <laughs> Sam's, mine. Sam's certainly Pokemon, mine. Sam's Pokemon X and Y journey. The update. Journey. We're almost. We're all, we're almost at the end of it. Uh, so Sam got his eighth badge. First hey, and foremost, no, we'll he was talk, pretty tough. We'll talk about it in a minute because I already have the box open, and I'm not I'm not getting out of the box right now. Um, so let's go through your party, what you've caught recently, um, have a quick chit chat, and then we'll talk about that that uh, eighth badge and where you're at right now. Hey, so uh, to go through what Sam has currently in his party, uh, he has switched out his Talon Flame for friggin' Xerneas. You used a Master Ball. I did. Why would you use a Master Ball? On I don't the, know. I got the, excited on you the <laughs> box legendary when you know Mewtwo's in the game. I told you that. I'll already. try to get away an Ultra Ball. That's no problem. Oh, you watch. I want, I want to get it with an ultra Challenge ball. accepted. Okay, let's go. Challenge All accepted. Right. No problem. You don't get no more Master Balls, that's it? You only get one in every game. No, You've never right. gotten more than one unless you did the cheat code in you Gen 1. Code? No. I need it. <laughs> so you used a Master Ball on the box Legendary Xerneas. You got him up to level 62, Fairy type, uh, Night Slash, Horn Leech, Moon Blast, which is the best yeah, move in the game. Dude, it kills best everybody. Move best move in the game. And then Mega Horn. You still have your Tarantulum up to level 67, Rock Dragon. You... St- you have ah, oh, you got him. You got Garchomp. Very nice, level fifty six. Badass. I love Garchomp like a rocket shark. So sick. Dragon Ground, Dragon Claw, Crunch, Dig, and Dragon Rush. You still have your stupid Lucario in there. No problem. Level sixty six. He's a beast. He's douche. Uh, Fighting and Steel, Power Up Punch, close, close Combat, Dragon Pulse, and Bone Rush. You still got my boy Blastoise in there at level sixty. Finally got Hydro Pump. Hydro Pump, Bite, Aqua Town, Surf. A lot of offensive moves. A lot of, a lot of water moves. Oh yeah. <laughs> three, three, water still moves, in there. three water <laughs> offensive moves and bite. There you go. And you still have your starter from the originals, uh, Del Fox, up to level 65, Fire Psychic with Psychic, Flame Charge, Fire Blast, and Flamethrower. So looking at what you caught, uh, some really good things when I'm looking at the overview, but, so we'll dive in a little bit. Level 46, Larion. Awesome. Steel Rock type. Really cool evolution. Uh, 49, Noctowl. Noctowl's great. Uh, level 49, Jigglypuff. You get that Moonstone, brother? Get her up to I a actually, I, I, I might have it, actually. I have to check. Yeah, you get that to a Wigglytuff. You yeah. got level 49. Gyroball, Wake Up Slap, Mimic, and Hyper Voice. Uh, you got Amoongus at level 48, just the Pokemon with mushrooms. Or yeah. the mushroom with the Pokeballs or whatever. Um, Garbodor, level 47. We had this conversation trash before. Trash can. Trash. Yep, yep. Absolute, actual trash. Uh, then a 49 Gotharita. Um People get pissed off at the feminine starter, but not the feminine thing. That's fine. Second type, whatever. Um, level 52, Spindle. What's cool about Spindle, I'm sorry, Spinda. What's cool about Spinda is, from what I remember or have read, every single Spinda's little spots are different. The red, oh, well, yeah. the red, I mean, I never the red and white spots. Every time you catch a new one, it's in a diff- the spots are different. 
Yeah, because I, when I caught him, he was alone. Then, like, the next time, all, like, a horde of them came, and I just yeah. kept running because right. I don't want to. But the, if you catch a bunch of them, they, they look different. But it's just the dizzy Pokemon. It's just always dizzy. Uh, then you have uh, level 51 Altaria, which is the, the dragon type with the cloud wings. It's badass competitively. Um, same with Drudgigan. Uh, I think, it's, I, I, know, I, I I think was, it looks stupid as shit, but it's badass. To I was going to. The only reason he's in there is I had to bring Blastoise. I needed Surf. Gotcha. So I might, so switch, been using I might switch back him. Yeah. yeah, I don't like the way it looks at all, but it's a badass offensive Pokemon. And then you get your 54 Talon Flame you've had. You caught your little level 6 Litleo. Dude, it was like the upper. <laughs> Because, you know, when you get to the end, you're, like, right back to the beginning. So yeah. I guess I never went to the top. Dude, I was battling trainer for level 6 Pokemon. Dude, yeah. it was a joke. Litleo is awesome. I love the evolution. And I just threw an Pyro, Ultra Ball. I, even, I, I just threw an Ultra Ball on a car. I, I think, from what I think, I can't remember, but Litleo evolves differently male and female. And you have a female. I think it evolves oh, into a female know. lion. I think it's Pyroar, I believe it evolves into. Um, the the woman one has like the straight kind of slick back mane, like a, like an actual lion made of fire. And then the other dude, if you have a male one, it evolves into Pyro with a big giant mane, mane. made of That's fire. Weird. So it's it's cool looking. Um, then you got, let's see, level 57 Poliwhirl. So you can get your Poliwrath. 59 Lickitung, a little Gen 1 flavor. 57 Firo, a 59 Zwellius. Double-headed dragon thing that looks like a derp. Yep. With like an emo comb over, and then you got your fifty-nine graveler, so you can get gold trade. But you got to trade. So when you get your three DS, hook a brother yeah. up. Surprised you don't have Abra yet? No, I, I never seen it. They're, they're definitely in the game. I had an Alakazam. I trade. I had my Kadabra. Ready for this quick story? Had my Abra. Got it up to a Kadabra. You know, Alakazam's my favorite based off our top three last week, right? Went online, just found some guy, said, hey, would you please trade me real quick Kadabra and for your Kadabra, and then we'll trade back so we can both get Alakazam. He said, no problem. He said, no problem. He trades me, trades me back. Everything's fine. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to give you a shit Pokemon. Nope, nope, nope. Trades me back. Everything's cool because I had his Alakazam. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's it's true. Um, Little did I know he was from Germany, and when you trade with somebody, it turns their name into the, the German name. So it's like Sim Salabim or something like that. <laughs> it changed to, in Germany, it's not Alakazam. Oh, I didn't even know. That's cool. So it changed. No, it's annoying because you can't change it. You can't just trade. You can't change uh, it. That's so what I, that so is. So my American Kadabra came back as a German Alakazam. Apparently it liked its time overseas. Uh, but now, it's still Alakazam. But, I, yeah, but I have to, it's now named like, like literally, I think it's Sim Salabim or something it. like that. You can't. Oh, oh okay. You Sorry, can't rename it. You take it to the name raider and because you traded for it, you can't. So if I trade it with somebody in Japan, it comes back with the Japanese text. And that's even more annoying to look at. I just wanted to say Alakazam. I don't nickname my Pokemon. So yeah, I, uh, I'm pissed. So my Alakazam is I'm like, sorry I, never, I, never, I never use it anymore because it's, it's like level 75 just sitting there pissed, pissed about life. And it's, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to show, I'll try to pull it up um, when we're talking about generations. But that's your journey. You got the eighth badge. You said it was a little hard. Yeah, it was, you know, yeah, go through. He was tough. And then after that, you have the victory road, which is, I thought, I didn't even think it was ever going to end. So I'm, <laughs> I'm finally right before the, was it, Elite Four. So hopefully I'll whoop their ass for next week. Uh, yeah. And then that'll be the end of my journey. You got the Iceberg badge from Wolfric. So I believe he was the ice type trainer. Um, uh, a little fire Pokemon would have knocked that all out, but you have your Delphox for that, so I'm sure you probably used No, the Xerneas. You used Xerneas? Moonblast all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. 284 in your Pokedex out of the 600-something that are available. Um, last adventure, you started on 814. Uh, you've been playing for 22 hours and 10 minutes, so nice job. Almost You're right before the Elite Four. I'm sure we'll wrap up the adventure next week. Uh, That's my when plan. When you beat the Elite Four, then I can get my goddamn 3DS back. Um, but I'm going to... 
quit the game real quick while we talk. I'm going to try and find my Alakazam in my in my bank here. But while we do that, Pokemon Generations, the short series, came out with episodes five and six. Yeah, and your boy was actually in the episode, Alakazam. Hashtag two spoons. What did you think I, of it? I actually never watched uh, the show until, like, think last week. It's like, okay, this is the third or fourth time you guys are mentioning this. Maybe I should check it out. Um, I've watched all the episodes so far. I mean, I'm highly enjoying it. It's a really cool kind of short, digestible Pokemon series. And if you don't want to see Ash being <laughs> all douchey and being being Ash, I mean, it's it's great. I, I, I thought it was highly enjoyable. I thought hashtag two spoons all the time now <laughs> thanks a lot greg um but where's, yeah it's really good where's my stylus your stylus was it in there i don't know maybe it's in my room somewhere in my you, car you better goddamn oh, find me my stylus if it's not there i will order a stylus there's got to be styluses on amazon or They're something like three bucks you'll be fine i also can't connect to the internet because you have it on your wi-fi do i yeah, you can have up to three Wi-Fi connections on one 3DS. So, well, is it automatic? You overtook mine for yours. Wait, does it just automatically connect? Because I never like programmed it, like ever. Should no. it automatically connect? Oh wait, never mind. I changed my Wi-Fi password recently. Okay, That's then there you go. Hey, 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 hey. But yeah, the Pokemon generation—it's only four to five minutes. You get through them quick, and like you said, you know, Ash ain't there, so it's kind of enjoyable. You know, this episode you kind of get to see Dragonite. <laughs> I, I think it wasn't. It, I could. I don't know why I keep thinking Dragonite. Doesn't he come with Dragonite and beat Team Lance, Rocket? Lance did that. In one of the other episodes. Or? I don't even remember an Alakazam in, in these episodes. I, I don't remember him in 5 and 6. I just it was watched Al- him It was Alakazam vs. Lapras? That was not in these last episodes. I could have... Uh, dude, I watched... Dude, Maybe no. I watched 3, 4, 5, and 6 in... A, in oh, that's what that is. I, did, five I combined six, them. I combined Five them. was about Silver when you find out that he's Giovanni's exactly. son. Yeah, these and are it's three, about four. catching Giovanni. Four was the Lake of Rage with the Red okay, Gyarados and Dragonite. Yeah. And then and at the six end, six Gyarados goes under and he, and he that's swims four. away. Holy shit! That's four. Six is the Suicune that died in the oh, fire in the dirt, burning okay. building. Oh, okay. well, now you just ruined the ending of that. I didn't finish Who six cares? yet. <laughs> dude, dude I watched everything minutes. at the same time, so it's you know I took the, you know my God notes for the big. You can't four. separate one four-minute cartoon from another one. You know it's, it blends in the one man. God, but yeah, they're they're pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, I think it's just it's it's going to take too long for me to to try and connect back to my internet. Um, and trying to get everything going. I don't even remember my, my pin for uh, my 3DS. Oh, that, never mind. Damn, I, I didn't even know you had a pin for 3DS. Yeah. Well, it's a parental thing. I Extra accidentally, I accidentally put parental controls on. You never know. <laughs> and, and now it put, makes me put my pin in, and I'm too lazy to change it because I just I, I remembered the pin. But whatever. Uh, fuck it. Uh, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But there that goes. Um <laughs> Uh, so real quick, real, 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 real quick. We are at two hours and seven minutes into this episode. Ooh, the longest, crap. E- the longest episode by far of the show. Really happy ever, to be a part done. of this very long episode. Yeah, dude, yeah. Happy you came here, man. Um, so real quick, we'll just do what's upcoming. Uh, we talked about Gears of War four upcoming, and that's really going to dominate uh, what's coming out in video games this week. Because in reality, what's going to go up against? Um, What's going to go up against Gears of War 4? I mean, uh, you have Metal Gear Solid 5, the definitive experience. So basically the DLC plus the actual game for Metal Gear Solid 5 uh, coming out. You have WWE 2K17 coming out. So I lied. Clearly there's other <laughs> things coming out against Gears 4. So it's actually really exciting that 2K17 is coming out. Um, and Gears 4 it looks like that is i mean drive club vr a bunch of vr stuff is coming out obviously batman vr is going to be a launch title um until dawn rush of bloods a vr title um psvr is a whole 
mm, rigs. I mean, just a bunch of stuff for for PlayStation VR, Gears of War, WWE 2K17, PlayStation VR, and Metal Gear Solid 5, the definitive edition or experience. That's going to be the main things you're looking to go pick up from your mom and pop shops this week. But that will conclude episode 11 of Three Guys, One Mike, a.k.a. We Podcast and We Know Things. Uh, we want to thank Brian Thornton from That Kind of Nerd and Hey Did You See. Again, thatkindofnerd.com, heydidyousee.com. Go and subscribe to them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all of your podcast services. Uh, Brian, anything you want to say before we uh, depart? Um, sure. Uh, actually, I, it's actually hey, did you see podcast.com. Uh, so just to make sure that nobody gets into the wrong place. <laughs> this guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, it's been a real trip being here and uh, talking some nerdy stuff. Again, uh, please check out my show with my friends CJ and Josh Burns. We talk about a lot of the same stuff. So if you enjoy this one, I know you'll enjoy our show as well. That kind of nerd. Um, and thanks so much for having me here. This has been a blast. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we we do record at 8 o'clock in the morning, so for you to show up at 7.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Bright and early. A lot to ask. So thank you very much. And thank you to the listeners. Again, uh, we podcast and we know things for everything. Uh, we podcast and we know things. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, most importantly, Loot Crate. Every dollar we make will go to making the show better, including, and first and foremost, getting our backlog up so you can listen to all of the episodes at once, not just three at a time. So again, my name is Greg Hall. I'm Sam. Uh, Brian Thornton. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 7. We'll see you next week early because of a couple weddings for Episode 12. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>